Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Iglap. And on and usually for a lot of our viewers, they usually know that uh, we start or we usually have our episodes on the Thursday. But you know, for Pride Month or for June, we really wanted to maximize the whole month of June in trying to get up four episodes. And that's why today we decided to, or I decided to have it on a Wednesday on June 30, the last day of you know uh, June. And obviously the last day of Pride Month, right? So for today, uh, we have three special guests, uh, really awesome people to help out uh, end Pride Month the bang this year. I mean, you know, Pride Month 2020 and 2021 have been very unique just because, you know, um, here in the Philippines, right, we're mostly inside as compared to, let's say, you know, uh, countries abroad like the U.S., especially New York, where... Most people are already outside. They don't need masks and stuff. Just you know, once they're once they have their vaccines, right? So for this episode, it's really just about Pride 2021 in the sense that we have three special guests. Wherein you know they'll be discussing their lives, their you know their struggles if they have any, and how they're living their their lives, their their selves, right? Their true selves and such. So we'll start out with our first guest. Uh, He's someone who's really, really interesting, you know, when I, so backstory. So for this particular guest, he was recommended by a past uh, guest, uh, Coco, if you guys remember her. And she really recommended him just because she said that she, she finds him very interesting. So I'll just give you his introduction. So he is a gay trans man is, and was one of the first officers of PFTM the first organization of trans men in the Philippines. His activism has most centered around education and awareness when it comes to issues of sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, working to educate people within the LGBT community and outside of it. So welcome, you know, for the very first time on IGLAP, Alec Weber. Hey, Alec. Hey, nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so glad to have you here because, you know, for our viewers and our listeners on Iglap's podcast in Spotify, Alec is actually based in Australia. So we're around two hours difference, so which is very, yeah. very special. I'm so happy that he's here. I think you're my <laughs> first, uh, quote-unquote, uh, foreign guest in the sense that you're not <laughs> Oh, wait, no, sorry. I take it back. You're the second. I also had mm. one for ah. the Game of Thrones episode. But he's also in Australia, so it's kind <laughs> yeah. of fun. I mean, there. Uh, I mean, ang, ang dami natin dito. There, there are so many Filipinas here, so it's like might as well be not much different. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, how about that, Alec? Once you, you know, I, I did say your official intro, but once you to mm-hmm. say more about yourself, you know, for our listeners and our viewers. Sure, no worries. Um, yeah. So um, the reason, sort of, like the, the way I was uh pitch this or um not pitch this but like the, the way i was approached was that uh, a friend of mine who i believe is uh coco's cousin uh came up to me asking like hey do you want to talk like i know you haven't been in uh you know like I, you haven't been in the habit of like doing talks and whatnot recently but you know what do you want to do one for old time's sake and i'm like yeah okay cool <laughs> um i <laughs> Um, um, they um, they were also one of like the first officers of BFM uh, at the time I was. Uh, this was back in, I want to say like uh, 2010, 2011. 
Uh, this was like when PFM was starting. It started off as like a Facebook group of just like trans guys and like, hey, we're all uh, trans, you know, we're, we're trans men. And it's so hard to like connect with other trans men. So when that Facebook group started, like it quickly uh, grew into something um you know, big, like we had so many uh, members off the bat. And um, some of us decided like, hey, you know, we should actually do something about this because for the longest time, like most of us, like this was our first time like seeing other uh, trans men, uh, you know, when we had our very first like in-person meetup, it was just like everyone's mind was like, oh my God, like, wow, like, hey, cool. and. Uh, you know, every, everyone took like, hey, bro, nice to meet you. And at the time, very few people even had access to like medically transitioning. So uh, we all still like me in particular, I was in college at the time. So I had uh, I was still I was thinner. I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I looked softer. Um, but uh, um, from there, um, you know, I, 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 I'm very, I've very much always been like loud and opinionated. So I'm like, yeah, we should totally do something about this. Uh, and thus, be, uh, thus began like uh, the succeeding the years of my activism. Uh, I got very active within the, uh, not just like the trans communities, but like the LGBT community. I used to uh, be part of, uh, um, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm I'm quite embarrassed. The name is blanking on me right now. Um, Metro Manila Pride. Uh, so like oh, okay. uh, I used to help organize the the Pride March and what have you uh, for a couple of years. To, uh, usually just as a graphic design monkey, but you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I got really active in just like um, this the whole scene. And something I noticed at the time was even among like lgbt people there was often like this slight confusion because like you know for the most part especially in 2010 like meeting us was like the first time a lot of people were meeting trans men it's like oh wow uh nice to meet you guys and stuff but uh i noticed that there would often still be that like confusion uh as to like okay what you know what is a trans man and uh, then add to people's confusion when I, you know, introduce myself as not only a trans woman, but I'm also gay. And they're like, how, how does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that often became a point of conversation to the point that I always felt, that, okay, no, we really have to do more to uh, discuss the difference between sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, and how uh, these things, although oftentimes related, are different from each other. Uh, and that became like my go-to thing, like uh, especially because among trans, uh, among trans people, like being able to explain the difference to people uh, is often like uh, something that helps them understand uh, the trans identity more. Uh, because you know you'd often get people like. The common thing trans men used to get, like a common thing, it's like, you know, it, sometimes I feel a little tomboyish too. That doesn't mean I want to be a man or something like that. I'm like, yeah, but that's not, you know. Yeah. We would often get things like that about how uh, it's okay. No, you know, you don't have to be girly. You can still be, uh, you know, that doesn't make you a man. And it's like, I know you mean well, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> um, so definitely um, that became sort of my focus, uh, being in this uh, little sort of the small intersection between like not only being trans, but also being uh, also not being straight. Uh, 
you know like yeah. uh, I, I I call myself gay for the most part because I identify uh, I have identified for the longest time as gay because my primary attraction is the men although now I should be more honest and my partner is gonna get mad at me if I don't uh, I should identify more as bi because my partner is currently a woman Ooh, <laughs> but, okay. uh, uh, but for the most part, my primary attraction has always been towards men. And that was actually like, personally, uh, not to do with activism at this point, that was actually like, when I was younger, a point of me doubting my, you know, like, I feel like I like I feel like I'm a man inside, but I'm still attracted to men. So am I just like, you know, it made me question myself, because like, I even as a younger person couldn't tell was this uh am i just you know super tomboyish but then i wasn't even really tomboyish yeah. <laughs> like i'm i'm like by you know by gay standards i'm fairly closer to femme than i am uh mask so um yeah <laughs> i think that's really, uh, yeah. really that's cool i mean you're you're a very unique person if that's okay for me to say that's fine <laughs> no, but that's really awesome but wait, before we continue our your conversation, I should introduce our next guest. So, so guys, I'll just you know tell you this person's uh, introduction. So this person, his life ex and experience has molded him to become an agent of social change. His work ethic, dedication, and passion for service helped him earn various awards related to service and volunteerism. This is because of his active involvement in activities related to social involvement, mental health awareness, gender equality, women empowerment, environmental awareness, uh, and various outreach programs. He thrives in situations where he can help achieve a social mission. I Stand With Pride is a starting and creating positive change and is a little contribution to educate the world about SOGSC and everything else that needs talking about. So welcome to the for, for the very first time on IGLAP, Pepper. So hey, Pepper, how's everything? Hi, uh, everything's doing well. Um, it's been kind of a rough ride for me for the past few days, but so far we're getting there. We're slowly progressing into a happier moment a happier day <laughs> i'm actually glad that your your internet is really good now so i mean aside from the intro <laughs> game, why don't you say a bit more about yourself um with me i think um dealing with all of the i stand with pride activities during pride month it really made me realize that there are a lot of people who would love to have their voices heard and really speak up about different issues, different topics, different stigmas, different misconceptions. And it really gives me hope in really envisioning a better future for not just the LGBTQIA+, but for cis-heterosexual as well. Great. All right. But I want you to tell us a bit more about I Stand With Pride Pepper, if that's okay with you. All right. Um, I Stand With Pride is a solidarity platform, an educational platform, and a safe space. What we do is we talk about um, various issues about different topics. For example, um, stay tuned to us this July. We will be talking about um, LGBTQIA plus violence, um, non-binary awareness week, drag awareness week, and proper media representation. With all of these, we will not be talking about what they are. We will be focusing on the problems that surround these topics, and we try to enlighten 
different people with what it really means to be non-binary, what drag really means, what proper media representation really means, and etc. etc. We are here to open your eyes to the things that are not mostly talked about every day. Yeah, actually, um, thank you for that, Pepper. Actually, I would like to announce in this episode that I stand with it. I stand with Pride and Iglap currently have a media partnership. So you know, uh, here in Iglap, when we when you know when we discovered uh, I stand with Pride, you know, the, uh, both sides spoke and such. We were very excited for this partnership just because you know here in Iglap, the whole point of this podcast slash vodcast is all about education and educating people. And, you know, I'm going to be very honest, uh, when it comes to the LGBT community, I'm not an expert at all. You know, I'm just here trying to help other people like me, you know, learn more just so that we can respect everyone, you know, in the LGBT community a bit better. And it's been a blessing that Alexander the Pride exists just because there are a lot of topics out there that I personally feel very, um, scared is the wrong term, but, you know, something like that, wherein I don't want to talk about it because I'm afraid that, you know, I won't be able to give it the justice it deserves. But so far from what I've seen from I Stand With Pride, with all the topics they've done, they put a lot of justice behind it. And yeah, I'm so glad that we could partner up with this. So thank you again for being here, Pepper. I'm so excited for this episode. And before we continue, though, uh, we have one last guest. So she's actually a surprise guest. And she's been... Okay, so uh, how do I introduce this person? Because, you know, she's been here so many times already. I think she has the most number of guestings in Iglap, and to think she only started during season two. But to give her the to give her pabigay, as we say in Filipino, or pabigyan, sorry, I'll use her introduction. So she's a 21-year-old trans woman, a third-year interdisciplinary business studies student leader, the chairperson of SICLAB, which is a youth organization, and an advocate of, for equality, inclusivity, and transgender rights. So welcome for the, I think the sixth or seventh time in a glap, El Espelia. El, you're on mute, by the way. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. Hi everyone. Kakagaling ko lang sa gym. Literal na wala pa akong ligo. So, piling ko baho-baho ko talaga right now. But for the love of a glap and for Pao, um, ayan. Kasi naman ngayon lang niya sinabi sa akin. Kayo lang sinabi na. Nakaman okay. na yun. I said it today, man. Grabe. <laughs> ngayon lang ha. Tama naman ngayon lang. Anyways, ayun. Oh, medyo mabaho pa ako. But hindi naman siya amoy sa camera. Pero, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. None of us can spell to it. So, okay. no, no one would know if you didn't say. <laughs> uh, I want you to introduce yourself a bit more. Just in case if we have, you know, viewers who for some reason aren't aware or who don't know you that well yet. I'm sorry, uh, may dumating na, na visitor, sorry. Um, oh. Nasaan na tayo? Yeah, no, why don't you just introduce yourself a bit, like, you know, just this, say, or, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. I'm Ella Spilia. I'm a straight transgender woman. I'm your Miss Trans Global um, Top 16 finalist who represented Laguna, the whole province of Laguna for that national pageant. I'm a student leader and a youth advocate um, and always... Always for inclusivity, so yun lang naman. Yeah, actually, you know, CL uh, who disappeared, but that's okay. Um, actually, I'm very proud of her because uh, when she was running in her university, she's actually the first ever transgender person to win an elected seat. So you know, very very proud of her. So yeah, before we continue, and hopefully L decides to appear, 
Uh, let's thank our sponsors first. So first is Swagat Indian Cuisine, which is really good Indian food. Uh, they're actually our longest running sponsor here in Iglap uh, since episode two of season one. Uh, next one is the Modern Fashionista. So if you need, you know, face masks, uh, you know, really good clothes, etc., just go there. Next one is Tayo Movement, which Pepper is gladly wearing. Thank you so much, Pepper. And Alec, you'll probably get yours when you come back <laughs> or when your family visits you. So yeah. yeah, so Tayo Movement is this really great brand that want that its advocacy is you know for people to start respecting other people's pronouns. So I think it's a very very good cause. And last one, of course, is I Stand With Pride, which Pepper gave a very good introduction of a while ago, and we're very excited about this part this partnership. So yeah, so going back to the episode now. So this whole episode is about Pride 2021, and each of you are you know very unique individuals, right? Alec is a gay trans man, which he pointed out a while ago that some people find it a bit um what's the term for that? Like Confusing. Unique. Okay, yeah, they're fine. They're, <laughs> I like how I just used unique. But yeah, then Pepper is a transgender man as well. Yeah, I am uh, actually non-binary transmasculine. Oh, uh, there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my, my apologies on that one. Uh, but if you don't mind me asking, Pepper, are you attracted to um, women, men, or are you a pansexual? I am actually pansexual, non-binary, okay. transmasculine. I oh, am attracted to more um, feminine representation. I'm actually attracted to anybody who um, represents themselves feminine. Okay, that's really cool. And of course, um, just because you two don't know, Elle likes men. So, you know, she, she has a lot of guys she used to go out with. But anyway, yeah, so I think it's very important for us to, you know, to really... <laughs> Okay, Elle, did you want to anything or did you want to defend yourself? <laughs> okay, <laughs> good, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so about Pride, no? I really wanted this episode to have, you know, a lot of unique individuals who have different views and different you know, ways they live their life, right? So, Alec, I want to go to you first, no? And I know you told this to me before the show, but, you know, for our viewers and all, yeah, yeah. Uh, how's life in Australia compared to here in the Philippines? <laughs> so... Yes, um, <laughs> I uh, I, I uh, came to Australia in 2017. Um, it, it it came to the point where I was kind of getting extremely burnt out with a lot of things in the Philippines. Um, I, I you know my mental health isn't always great, and uh, roughly around that time, it was just kind of like compounding on me. I think. Um, I'm not sure if this was around the same time, but it's happened just like so many times that in the past, like, uh, you know, like, for example, the ADB has been going on for years. I've sat in in like community reads of it, like in the Philippine Senate uh, uh, um, once and just like, um, you know, things like that, like um, something as simple as an anti-discrimination bill that uh, protects the rights of people who are uh, non uh, who might not be uh, who are gender non-conforming or uh, who might not uh, have the same gender expression and identity as like the normative culture something like that uh, having it struggle just to just to even sort of uh, pass uh, just to even be considered by like mainstream politics and what have you you know those sort of things compounded into me feeling like i love my country but i don't know if i have the mental fortitude to keep 
you know, uh, doing this for a while. And I was like, you know, I think I need a change of pace. Uh, and I came to Australia in 2017 as a uh, international student. I'm still an international student. Um, and it was just like, you know, um, there because especially I, I came here to Melbourne, which is uh, far more um, uh, liberal and progressive than um, the Philippines and, uh, and uh, truly other parts of Australia, in fact. But I came here and everything was so, like, notably different in the sort of, like, treatment trans people have gotten in comparison to, like, back home that I just felt like, oh, my God, I don't have to be, I don't have to be palaban all the time. I don't have to be, like, on the defensive and, like, secretive about things because I don't need to have to explain because of just like the culture being a little more open about that sort of things a little more accommodating i remember for example the first time i went to a gp a doctor here uh they were like uh you know, uh i'm really sorry but we're gonna have to ask you for your legal name on the documents we'll call you by your preferred name but we're really sorry that we have to keep this on record and i'm like you're apologizing to me for having to do that like no, this is great. That's fine. Yeah, like so. Um, I've had a great time here in Australia on that front, in the sense that I feel very much like, you know, I've gotten a taste of what it feels like to have society at large be more open and more accepting, and I'm really enjoying that, honestly. <laughs> um, and though I will say, uh, in the time since I've been here and what have you, uh, I've noted that, you know, even on social media and what have you, that the culture in the Philippines is changing. And I, I love seeing how younger people are getting more and more open-minded. And it's like, I see people, uh, like, even on Twitter or uh, Philippine Twitter and what have you, or Philippine Facebook, having, like, these discussions, even on, like, you know, news art, news uh news articles or what have you where there will actually be people like you know speaking up about lgbt issues and what have you and i'm like part of me could not imagine uh, such things happening like uh, back in 2010 when i was 2010 to like 2014 when i was the most active uh, in just like you know in terms of like actual activism and you know it just gives me so much hope but in the meanwhile i'm just going to enjoy myself here for a while and <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Australia is great. It's very cold right now, uh, and I don't mean to say that to make anyone jealous. <laughs> uh, trust me, man, we're all jealous. Like I'm dying. Right now. <laughs> I'm dying of the freaking heat, man. Mm. All right. So, if you don't mind me asking, no, Alec, I'm not really sure if you're familiar with the process there, no. But mm -hmm. would you know if um, Australian citizens, let's say, for example, let's say you're an Australian citizen, right? You know, just mm -hmm. for the example. Could you yep. easily just go to a government office or and you know or the department and say, mm -hmm. hey, um, I would like to change the gender marker on my documents? I mean, would you know the process yes. to do that? Like, yes, actually, I do because it is the same. It is roughly the same for me as a non-resident. I just have to fill in a different set of paperwork. So in Victoria, where uh, Melbourne is, like the state I live in, I think it's different on a uh, different statewide level. Uh, but just last year, they passed that you didn't need to, um, you didn't need to have gender affirming surgery or anything like that. Like literally, if you want to change your gender marker. Uh, just have like someone, uh, just have like, um, you know, supporting evidence either from a person who knows you well enough that says this is a genuine intent of like, I am uh, really, I, I want to change my gender marker because this is my gender identity and not just, you know, for fraud purposes or whatever. But 
that's it. Like you fill in a paper, you fill in some paperwork, uh, you give in some supporting documents, uh, and in I think the current wait time is four to six weeks. They will get back to you and be like, yeah, cool. That's it. <laughs> so like uh, the supporting document, it doesn't need to come from like a psychiatrist or psychologist. Like it could just come uh, from someone who just no. knows you really well. Yeah, someone who can vouch for your, uh, I believe, you know, uh, uh, in terms of like, because here they don't necessarily even need it to be like, you know, uh, I believe uh, other countries like Japan, for example, uh, will only do so once you've already had like uh, gender reaffirming surgery and things like that. But here, like they don't necessarily care about that. Like it's the idea that, yeah, you are now living uh, as this, uh, as your uh your correct gender identity and that's good enough for them uh they would like they still uh, you know they still practice the standards of care of like if you do want to access like um uh, medical transitioning you do need like uh you know a letter from your therapist or what have you just to know that you know you're not just making this decision uh, out of thin air yeah yeah, but when it comes to like uh, ident you know, identifying how you identify and whatnot, it's it's uh, recently changed. It's um, it's either last year or the year before. Time is very strange for me right now. The past two years have been a blur, given you know how last year was. Uh, yeah. Victoria and uh, Victoria specifically uh, was known for having like a lot of lockdowns. So I've been a homebody, just like living in my house for <laughs> a very long period of time. Yeah. So I. But yeah, um, when it comes to just like identifying and, you know, they were even like, on, like if you go to the website, it's like you can now do both. The, you can now both do both the name and the gender marker on the same document. We've made it easy for you. Like it's something that's promoted like on the website like that. And I'm like, imagine what if we could like, why can't we have this at home? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I'm trying not to like gush about it too much, but it's really just like that feeling of like gender euphoria, you know, when you go to a place suddenly and people are like not when it doesn't feel like a fight just to uh, have your identity be validated in the eyes of other people, you know, like um, I I have uh, a lot of good things to say about where I live right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, that you're having that kind of experience and all. I think that's amazing. I guess that's what a progressive, uh, you know, a progressive place feels like. Yeah. To say it very nicely. So, um, how about you, Pepper? Now, how's your experience here in the Philippines? <laughs> Let me just take a deep breath to uh, really breathe in all the things that I want to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's really different because um, a while ago, I'm already wearing this shirt. It says he, him. I went to a coffee shop because I wanted to take advantage of their internet, right? Yeah. But As one does. the first thing that um, came into mind was, um, am I going to order something? Am I going to get something? Or I'm just going to take advantage of the internet then and there. But then I said, I wanted to eat a cookie. I ordered something. Kai, can I order one of your chocolate chip cookies? Um, ano po ulit yon, ma'am? I just wanted to like um, lift my shirt up a little bit more. Um, uh, your chocolate chip cookie po. I mean, I don't want to like push it or anything, but 
it's there. It's obvious. I would have understood it if I wasn't wearing the shirt. But the thing is, I was. I was wearing it. So, what do these shirts mean to me? To me, it means that I get to express who I am without saying anything. But again, people don't get that. I think that's just for me or for people who would like to understand it as well in my part. And being in the Philippines, being non-binary, transgender, pansexual is very confusing to a lot of people. Like, I get sentiments like, trans man ka pero papatol ka sa bakla. You know, those kinds of things. It's like, why do we have to get to the point where you're already questioning my gender identity? Why question my sexual orientation as well? It's like, isn't it enough that we are already a minority group that most people don't understand? Isn't it enough already that we are a group in the Philippines where if we stop fighting, we are forgotten? That we're in a society where cis-heterosexual people are in control of the decisions that are being made in society? Where are our LGBTQIA plus leaders? Where are they now? Are they just going to stay as motivational speakers? Are they just going to stay as somebody who have their own advocacies? Or why can't we put them in government positions to actually reach what equity, equality, and acceptance is? Like, I'm saying I'm mad because even um, transgender health professionals and um, transgender health communities still refer to you with your dead name on email because it's how they need it to be. They have no initiative in calling you by the name that you prefer, which is kind of sad because every time I see my email, I'm excited for my HRT, but then I'm being called by my dead name. So. How is that supposed to make me feel? I'm excited yet kind of sad at the same time. So it takes away a percentage of my excitement. But I don't want to call any out, anything out. But I hope these little things change. Because here in the Philippines, honestly, the little things matter. Like acknowledging a friend who has a different gender identity from you. Just telling them that... Oh, you're pretty. Oh, you're handsome. Period. Wag na yung, oh, ang ganda mo, pero. You know those kinds of things. Uy, ang ganda mo, pero pang lalaki yung bosses mo. Uy, ang guapo mo, pero pang babae yung bosses mo. You know those kinds of things. Why do we have to call these things out? Like, why can't we just... Um, see this person the way they express themselves. If I express myself as androgynous, then so be it. Don't question it anymore. If this person express herself or himself as masculine, go ahead. And these are the little things that are really important to transgender people, non-binary people, intersex people, because a little validation goes a long way. I am telling you right now, if you have a trans friend, non-binary friend, a sexual friend or anything, go message them right now and tell them you are valid. Because when you do that, even if it's nothing really of a big deal, 
it will really make this person smile and say that oh this person understands me for who i am for who i want to be for how i am expressing myself with any question these things are not normal here in the philippines kasi we still use the terms na bakla tomboy as insults we still use bakla yan pero tebo yan pero you know those kinds of things i paminyan pero you know those kinds of things it's not very okay to listen to cuz bakalayan pero matalino can't i just be oh this person is smart period why does my gender identity have to be a factor in me being smart can't i just be smart because i am a smart person or kahit anuman kahit anuman pero yung ginagamit ng tao i hope we stop that It's one of the things that will um, help us reach the top of the stairs. Because little by little, I feel like, uh, like I said earlier, with the failed attempt to go live with Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We'll have a part two for sure. <laughs> we'll have a part two. I hope you stay tuned to that as well. But yeah. <laughs> to my, I was trying to say a while ago na it takes two to tango. It takes the cis heterosexual community and the LGBTQIA plus community to make these laws um, out there, like our SOGI bill, our anti-discriminatory bill. It is. It isn't just for gay people. It isn't just for queer people, because everybody has SOGI. Even cis heterosexual people have SOGI. And I think one more misconception is that um, if a straight man dates a trans woman it makes the cis man gay or vice versa you know those kinds of things because parang oh bakit ka papatol sa trans woman so bakla ka it's something like that it is like that dating uh, a dating cis man and a dating trans woman is a straight couple likewise a trans woman and a trans man dating is a straight couple so Why do you have to insult their relationship if it is their preference? Yeah. I think uh, one more thing that we have to remember is here in the Philippines, you have to respect other people's preferences. For example, if Alec would like to date men as a trans man, go ahead. If L would like to date trans women as well or lesbian women, go ahead. It's their preference. But if they don't want to date these people, then it's okay as well. Because why do we have to put gender norms within specific gender identities as well? What's the definition of a trans man? Definition ng trans man, babae na naging lalaki. So, pag lalaki ka, dapat babae lang gusto mo. Why does that have to be imposed with our gender identities? Our sexual orientation is different from our gender identity and gender expression. I think the lack of education about SOGSC is important as well in the Philippines. I'm not sure how far we have went when it comes to um, introducing it to the younger generation since um, um, I think as simple as sex education is not yet even introduced in lower school. Am I correct? Um, have any of you had classes about sex? Like actually, sex or wala? 
when you say sex, like having sex or gender or, or gender orientation classes? Both, siguro. Like gender identity and sex. Siguro, um, the sexual reproduction is taught to us. But yeah. the act of it all is not really taught, no? Yeah. How about in Australia, Alec? Would you know anything? I, I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't know how they teach that exactly here. I haven't been here long enough to know. And I'm sorry. But in college, though, I had a really good um genders professor where he explained everything except for non-binary. That's why I told you earlier, Pepper, in our uh, IG live that that's the one aspect I really couldn't understand for the longest. Time. Yeah. Uh, not um, because I want to be disrespectful, just more of it was a concept that was a bit difficult for me. Yeah, but yes, for, um, non-binary. Um, I identify as non-binary because I ident I, I identify with more than two genders. I am trans, masculine, pansexual. Yeah, that's why I identify as non-binary, trans, masculine, pansexual. Or so I can actually that it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> There's an actor. I can't remember. I cannot remember their name. Um, the actor in uh, uh Fantastic Beasts. Ezra uh, Miller. Ezra yeah, Miller. They, 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 I think they, uh, had this interview even saying that they don't even feel human. Like, what does this even mean? <laughs> like, never, I, was like, I was like, I'm like, I think to myself, man, I can barely understand. Non-binary is more if that's what you term. And then you say yeah. and you don't even feel human. So how, what am I supposed to get from this? Right? <laughs> no, but you know, when people like, like in Pepper, um Paolo, who I was saying about Pepper in earlier, uh Paolo Dumlao, we had an episode about non-binary two weeks ago. When you explain it that simple that I identify more than just with one, you know, um, you know, uh, orientation, you know, I'm pansexual and transgender. That makes sense because you have to. But yeah. then when you have people going and saying, I don't even feel human, I'm like, what does this mean? No, non-binary think, means as well is that you don't conform into the binary of male and female. You are yeah. others, but not others in a bad way. Meaning you are, you identify outside the spectrum of male and female. You are a yep. they. That is what it is. And respecting these little things, trying to understand these little things is already a big step. Like you, Paolo, I would love really to thank you for really doing this and really opening yourself to uh, education about what the LGBTQIA plus is all about. I really hope that there are more people like you nowadays because it would really help in the progression of equity, equality, and acceptance. Uh, I feel like, uh, I don't want to generalize, but to speak for most of the LGBTQIA plus community, Respect to be respected. That's it. Like, if bakla ka, tas gago ka. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if bakla ka and gago ka, gago ka. But if straight ka and gago ka, gago ka pa rin. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You get me. If, 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 like if... it has nothing to do, like your being gago has nothing to do with your gender yeah. identity. Exactly. Gago ka lang. <laughs> gago ka lang. <laughs> There are bad people who are straight, and there are bad people who are LGBT. It's just yeah. that person, right? But it doesn't mean that because you're part of the LGBT equals bad person. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah those are the little is, things, lang then. So I, if, I feel like for example, a, oh sorry, okay, go Alec. <laughs> go, go, Alec. Yeah, go, go. 
No, I, I was just gonna say like sometimes like especially when you're not used to being when you're used to being like the normative one, uh, sometimes these concepts are like what. But for example, something that I keep thinking of when I think of that and how sometimes it's like people can't divorce the idea of like your gender identity with something like that. It's the same way how some people are like uh, with something as simple as like a representation of women in media. How like. Oh no, we have to be, uh, you know, we have to be. We want to be more uh, positive towards women in media. So you know, we only write uh, women like women can only have like can only be good and what having like yeah, but women can also be bad. Like the fact that you're putting someone on a pedestal, like you can only be this thing, is kind of like that negative othering in themselves, where you don't treat them as a person that is like a whole, uh, you know, a, a person that has like uh, nuance the same way that the normative uh, standard has, but just that there, you just have to have like this idea. And like, no, LGBT people, queer people can be bad. They can be, uh, you know, but it's they're not bad because they're uh, LGBT people. It's just that they, like uh, cis hetero, uh, cisgender heterosexual people, have a, a whole spectrum of like what we can be. Some of us, it's how you know, it's 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 one of those things where people don't realize they're doing stereotypes. The same way, like you know, um, uh, people might have stereotypes about Asian people or Filipino people. Like, uh, no, not all Filipino are like this, and by that standard. Not all LGBT people are X, Y, Z. We are so many things, just like cisgender heterosexual people. If you can be, uh, if you can be, uh, if you can be a dumbass, uh, so can LGBT. Yeah. I am one such dumbass. In connection but, with what Alex said, I think um, what lacks in the world as well, especially in Filipino culture. Equality palang ng cis heterosexual male and female. Wala ne. There is no equal treatment with straight men and straight women when it comes to workplace, when it comes to media treatment, when it comes to um, envisioning them in a higher position. Na, oh, you're female, you can't lead because men, men has to take the lead. Oh, you're not strong because you're, you're a woman. Men shouldn't cry or men shouldn't be weak. Those, those things. It's like, um, if we're having a hard time to equalize cis heterosexual male and female, what more the LGBTQIA plus community? If dun palang wala na tayo, talo na tayo. When are we gonna progress? When are we gonna take the next step? When are we gonna take a bigger move? Because right now, um, well, here, um, I'd also love to say my last words since I also have to leave in a while. So, yeah, actually, I was gonna, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Um, it's kind of difficult for me to really express myself in the Philippines because of toxic Catholicism. I'm sorry, I have to say this, that um, please do not use the Bible against people who are gay, who are queer, or anything else. Because I might not be Catholic, I might not be Christian, I might be agnostic, and respecting other people's religion, other people's faith is good as it is. But once you use it against the humanity of a person, then that's where you're using your faith wrong. That's where you're using your religion wrong. It's kind of difficult to express myself in a very traditional country where uh, 
where we are called a Catholic country because a lot of Christians and Catholics really tend to target us as sinners, to target us as having no rights in changing who we are, like go through hormone therapy replacement because they say God is using our body as a temple and we shouldn't change it because it's how we were born. God gave you this, God gave you that. But I think otherwise. I don't think that gays would exist if God said no to it in the first place, right? I don't think cows would exist if God say no to it in the first place. Maybe God said no to aliens because we're still not sure if they exist. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm totally not sure. But right now, let me tell you this. Everybody who's here right now, everybody who's listening, including Alec, Paolo, and Elle, I want you to love us the way that you want to be loved because 100% we will reciprocate. We will give back the love that you have given us, the support that you have given us because who we are is a big part of what the world will be in the future. You may never know, there might be the first gay president in the US, wink, wink, Mm -hmm. or I don't know, a gay president somewhere around the world. And I hope that politics also consider that um, love shouldn't be about politics. Love should just be love. And I encourage you to love however you want and whoever you want, as long as you do it the right way. Do not be abusive. Please don't do that. No matter what gender you are, do not be abusive. I want you to take a big step in saying that I will be kinder to everybody regardless of their gender identity. I need you guys to say that while closing your eyes and envision a world where equity, equality, and acceptance exist because you're going to make that happen. Wow, um, I'm not really sure how to, to, to react. First things first, you know, Pepper was a very, was a very short but sweet but amazing um, guesting. I hope we can have you longer next time. And I hope we can have our part two from earlier very soon. Yes, please. I'd love to have our part two because our conversation, Paolo, is more than just important. It's going to be spectacular. <laughs> yeah, so just let me know. I'll definitely free up my schedule for you, Pepper. Sure. I hope Alec and Elle can join us in I Stand With Pride soon. Definitely. So, you know, I'll just let them know how to contact you. Or if you want, you can just message it in the group. Will do. I will. But thank you so much, Pepper, for being here. I wish I could have you for another hour, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Thank you you for Uh, having me. It's been really lovely, and I'm glad I'm able to share my voice about these specific issues. L, you can do this. I know you can speak for me. Yeah, actually, Alec did amazing. Pepper did amazing. You know how in class presentation you have like someone who does who started really well, someone who does really well again. Then it's your turn. You're like, <laughs> I'm never prepared of all surprise guests. I go and ganing ako gym so hindi ako mentally prepared for this. Piglang grabe end speech agad yun. Okay. Bye guys. Right, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Bye. Happy Pride.
All I can say though is I have the all the confidence in the world in Elle though. Like she's just being very humble <laughs> right now. So well, um, the question was, how is it like living as a transgender woman here in the Philippines? Like you know, in terms of your experiences and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, lahat kasi sinabi na ni Pepper legit na parang um as a transgender individual in the same country. We share um the common struggles kasi isa lang naman yung struggles natin dito sa Pilipinas. Pero I'd like to get some quote from my speech last um last week during the um, University of the Philippines um Katihan. I delivered the solidarity speech on behalf of gender and ad- um gender and development advocates or Genda Pilipinas. So um sabi ko dito I owe it to a trans woman of color who started Pride in 1969 by fighting uh, fighting back against the oppressors of our community, fighting against brutality, hate crimes, and discrimination. Um, Pride was started by a trans woman of color, and yet the poorest, marginalized, and brutalized in the LGBTQ plus community are trans women of color. So that summarizes my experience, our experience as, as um, trans individuals here in the Philippines. So the story of Ebang Mayor, Jennifer Lauden, other victims of hate crimes um it only proves that we are still not accepted in this society and that hate crimes still exist in the, in the Philippines. you know we um i delivered a lot of speech um during this month kasi nga pride month tapos i was really busy delivering presentation solidarity speech um guestings but then i would like to remind um everyone who's watching iklap that Pride should not be celebrated ngayong June lang. Pride is a protest and every day is a struggle for equality. We have come a long way but oh, parang ender na tong sinasabi ko. Patapos oh, na. Actually, can you save that for later? Parang parang susundan ng opening ulit eh pang ending. But yeah, um we have come a long way but we still have a lot um to do in this society kasi nga ang dami pa, hanggat merong biktima ng hate crime on the basis of SOGSC, hanggat meron pa rin deprived of opportunities, hanggat meron pa rin tao na nadidiskrimina dahil lang sa identidad niya, hindi tayo mapapagod lumaban. Dahil hindi natin makukuha yung pagkakapantay-pantay hanggat merong naiiwang sa lipunan. So, yeah. See, that's, that's simply amazing. No? Actually, guys, you know, um, what Ale- you know, I think a lot of people are very jealous of you, Alec. Like internally, yeah, I mean, that with you, like, you know, like with that. But, you know, we can take that against you, know. Like, of course, you want to to be in a place where you're respected 100% with zero problems, and that, that's the thing, no. Um, when it comes to the LGBT community in general, I think one of the things I see that is lacking is general respect from society in certain countries. Because, you know, for me, it's like this, no? Like, if you truly respect everyone, like, let's say you're brought up to respect everyone, right? Um, people of the LGBT community, you should be able to respect them easily for as long as, one, they're, like, not criminals. I mean, in the first place, anyone could be a criminal. You don't have to be an LGBT person to be a criminal. That's one. I mean, it's all about respect. And I kind of, I guess as a cisgender person, no? I will never be able to experience what L or what, Um, Alec has experienced, you know, in their in their lives, no? Because um, to all the cisgender people out there, 
every single day people call me sir or paul or whatever right you know but i'm a guy they call me a guy end of story right but for other you know um transgender people let's say who aren't so lucky to quote and unquote pass right they're still ma'am they're still sir or whatever uh it's those little things i think like what alex said a while ago that really matters like sorry alex um this may sound like such a bold-headed question but fine how important is it or how good do you feel when let's say you go to a cafe you order a muffin and they say hi sir what's your order like how like what's the feeling of hearing that so uh it, it can be very complex like you know it sounds like a simple question but it can be very complex like i feel like yes i've kind of taken it for granted here but like i still fully remember like you know I, this might sound like an exaggeration to some people but like there is a legitimate feeling of fear sometimes about whether or not you will pass to the right people you know um i can remember especially uh, early into like my medical transition in the, the philippines like uh you know my voice would crack and what have you and just like that fear of like you know um you know commuting in public or something like that or thinking about should i go to the bathroom right now i know i might have a uti if i don't but should i go into this bathroom and potentially go into that bathroom and get looked at or go into this bathroom and get people going like you know like it's a like there is a legitimate like safety there would be a legitimate like fear of safety sometimes like is my voice going to out me uh to the wrong person or something like that and uh when i started passing it's not that you know it's not that oh wow i'm so happy i passed for but for like the longest time it was like oh thank god i don't have to be worried i don't have to be afraid you know it's like um i don't have to be afraid that uh this person is going to um lo look at me and have like all this judgment or what have you um just getting um just getting affirmation like that is just like oh thank god i can feel like a normal person and not have to like uh worry about these things sometimes you know you get like uh, I, I definitely uh, feel very, you know, uh, privileged and blessed to be, you know, experiencing like, um, you know, not not experiencing that sort of thing. But I know what it feels like, and I have not forgotten uh, what it's like to uh, live, uh, you know, live in that position of not passing. Or even if you, even when you think you do pass, it can it can totally ruin your day of like. Uh, you know, being okay and like, yeah, I'm just being a normal person. This is, uh, this is like, I, I, I'm experiencing the world the way uh, a cisgender person would go, and then something ruins your day, like someone dead naming you or someone calling you ma'am or something like that. And you know, it's it's, yeah, pronouns and that that's one thing. But I just wanted to like, as uh, as Pepper was talking about stories of like uh, even getting. Uh, dead named by uh, gender clinics and what have you, but also like the the whole uh, using Catholicism as like a justification for your discrimination. I just want to bring up a story, and I'm not gonna name any names, but I just want to bring up a story of my early experiences as uh, you know uh, back uh, when I was starting my medical transition. I used to go around like as a as one of the officers of BFDM, like one of the things, one of the projects, like uh, we were we were trying to do is going around uh, Metro Manila and trying to find doctors, not just like not even endos, just like any like 
uh, any doctor who would be respectful towards you and your gender identity. Uh, so I would go to psychologists and what have you. And I remember just meeting people who would make you feel like, you know, I didn't say it to their face, but like, I, I would like, I would never want anyone else to go to you because you are going to crush them. You are going to uh, destroy this person's uh, self-esteem, self-worth. I have had psychologists tell me like, uh, this is, uh, you know, no, this is a mental illness. And I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, oh, actually it was taken off the DMV uh, many years ago. So no, you are a quack and, uh, you know, things like that. But uh, I've also had like uh, in my early years, like when I used to, I used to have like a, uh, not an endo, but an OB, uh, do the early sort of like um, checkup because like it was very difficult to find an endo. And I was seeing this OB for, this was before like, uh, this was before like there were actually any gender affirming clinics uh, in, in the Philippines or anything like that. And everything, at least for trans men, was very hush hush and like, mm. uh, but uh, I had a, I would go to a doctor and I saw this doctor for about a year until suddenly like, you know, about a year later, I go see her again and she tells me, uh, I don't ever want, like, I don't want to treat you anymore. I don't want to see you. I've had a change of heart. Uh, I've not, not change of heart, but like, uh, I've strengthened my relationship with religion and I think you are committing a sin. And I feel like a lot of people don't know what it feels like to be told to your face, you are committing a sin for being who you are. And, you know, I had. I, I found like at the time I felt like I have very thick skin, but I could just like, you know, I'm like, no, this doesn't bother me. Fine, whatever. But like, even someone like me, like in, inside is like, oh my God, this is soul crushing. Like the, the feeling you get being told that by like a medical professional, like I tell people that story here and they're like, did you sue them for like, you know, did you have them reprimanded? I'm like, no, that's just how things are and it's sad like it's sad that this is a thing a lot of people in the philippines expect and i hope it's changing i really hope it's changing but it's just that sort of experience that a lot of cis people can't even begin to imagine like it is like small little things but they add up these sort of things chip away at like your self-esteem your sense of self and you know there are a lot of statistics that show like you know the mental health and depression rates among like lgbt people and you know that's and there will be people who twist that around see and, and go like see being trans makes you like depressed and like it's not being trans that makes you depressed it's how other people treat you for being trans that makes you depressed uh, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry I went off in a tangent, but it's just like, no. you know, those things of like those small things of respect definitely go a long way to just like helping someone feel like they are not so helping someone feel like they are a worthy person deserving of love. And like, you know, that they don't have to live with this idea that they are wrong you know uh, i feel like uh, we've slowly gotten there with the way of like um uh, uh queer and uh gay lesbian bisexual people but uh it's still getting there it's still on the way there for trans people yeah um no i'm glad you you, you said that though. and i guess one of the things that a lot of people don't 
or will not feel no. Unless if you're really committing a quote-unquote sin, no? whether you're, let's say you're cheating on your partner or you, you stole something or whatever. Can you imagine like someone just go up to you and say, you're a sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, like you know, for most people, like they think most people think they're living their lives. They they think they're doing the best thing they can do to be a good person, and yeah. through no fault of your own, like it's not even anything you did. Like you know, you can tell me I'm committing a sin by you know the fact that I'm an atheist. That's fine. Like I accept that by yeah. the metrics of <laughs> by the metrics of your religion. That's fine. But like just for being myself, I am wrong and a sinner. It's like wow. Yeah, like okay, you living wow. your life, you're not you're not harming anyone and and things like that. I mean, I would I I haven't felt that or experienced that, and I hope more people understand that. You know, when you say stuff like that, that doesn't really help. I mean, can you imagine like El, I go to you and be like, "Alam mo El, alam mo sin ka, no?" I mean, it's like, oh, why are you calling me a sin? Um, this is a Philippines thing. Parang mas okay pang pag-usapan yung mga um, yung mga tao na nag nagkakabit yung mga um, guys sleeping with another woman na married kaysa pag-usapan yung um, stories ng LGBTQ plus community mas nakikita pa nilang mali yung magpakatotoo ka sa sarili mo kaysa naman sa mga bit ka ng ibang tao at manira ng pamilya ganun kahipokrito yung mga tao dito sa Pilipinas kaya um, totoo na nakakainggit na Um, si Alec, um, he's telling the story na mas independent, mas um, independent yung tao doon, mas open sa gantong ideas. Pero dito kasi sa Pilipinas, parang sobrang tagal bago natin marating yung ganong tagay. Eh. Sobrang tagal bago tayo um, mas maging fully accepted ng society or kahit naman at least ma-respect tayo kung sino naman tayo. Can I just say, no, Alec, if, if it's okay, I want to mm-hmm. go to Elm. No? Yeah, no. Uh, you, you and I, Alec, we both have part. Oh, she disappeared. But anyway, <laughs> you and I have part. And when Elle decides to come back, uh, Elle currently is single. I'm not really sure why, but, you know, she... she oh, there you go. There's Elle. Okay. So, Elle, um, you know, I, I let I let out the cat in the bag and I told everyone you're single. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about your experience in like the dating side? Because right now, obviously, since we're in a pandemic here in the Philippines, I'm not really sure in Australia. Uh, sorry, are you guys still doing a lot of lockdowns currently in Australia? Or um, we just, uh, Victoria just had like a snap lockdown recently because we had cases again. Um, but it, it, it's normalizing and we need masks okay, in so, so public very, spaces. Very but okay. yeah, uh, we had a quick snap lockdown for a while. Um, okay, so. Full disclosure, I am not the person to talk to about dating at all. Uh, my, uh, I was uh, um, NBSB before my current partner. Sorry, what is that? Uh, again? Uh, uh, sorry, no boyfriend since birth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I was perpetually single before I met my current partner. Uh, and she was the one who approached me. So I'm like, ah, I don't have to do anything here. So I am not good with dating. Uh, the other thing is like the other caveat that never gets mentioned because I, I don't really need to, like it's not really that much a part of my activism is I'm also a sexual. <laughs> Ooh, um, okay. So I, I, I am primarily attracted to men, uh, though I do not necessarily like, you know, um, uh, I, I, I don't have like, um, 
sexual desire. It sounds so. It sounds so scientific. There is you no sexual what, desire present here. I, I, I really, really <laughs> love to have an episode like the. <laughs> no, this is the first ever asexual person I've ever met in my life, and I, you know I don't oh, want wow. to you like. A, no, sorry. I I don't mean yeah. to treat you like like some sort of like no, scientific no, like, discovery or anything. <laughs> I just want people to understand that there are people who are asexual who are LGBT, because yeah. you know, funny thing is, a lot of, um, especially here in the Philippines, which I really hate. Um, you know how there are a lot of memes out there saying that if you're if you're gay, you have to give a man, a, sorry, a cisgender straight man, shoes so that he'll continue to go out with you or whatever. You, you know those kinds of ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want that. You know, here's Alec. He's a normal dude. He is asexual, but he has a partner. Let's hear what he has to say. I mean, yeah. you guys have to say, right? Yeah, no, I, I completely understand because, again, this was like the focus of my uh, advocacy back in the day, like uh, having to explain to people, uh, you know, so there is gender identity, there is, you know, what you what you uh, what you. Uh, believe your gender to be what your gender is in your heart there is sexual orientation who you're attracted to uh there is uh gender expression how you look how you present yourself but then you know even on and then you know there's also the fourth scale which is less obvious it's just like uh, the intensity of sexual attraction and stuff like that and how all of these things are independent of each other so i often do like to give myself an ex as an example because it's like uh the Philippines, I feel, is very unique, and this is what I explained to like uh, people here in Australia. The Philippines is very unique in that we've kind of strictly tied things together. And Pepper was touching on this earlier. Like, um, I remember—I don't know if this is still the same now, but like, I remember when I was, uh, you know, in college and what have you. When you said you were bisexual, uh, if you were a uh, queer man and said you were bisexual. This people took that as meaning you are a masculine gay person, not that you are uh, attracted to men and women. Like in the Philippines, it's uh, like these things are so strangely tied together that, uh, you know, they think that gay automatically means femme and uh, uh, feminine presenting and what have you. And that it led to this whole thing where like, um, I would explain even to trans people. Uh, uh, I was about to name. I was about to name a name, but I'm not going to name a name. Uh, a, yeah, <laughs> uh, a trans woman who uh, was quite, you know, uh, active in like, you know, in activism as well. But uh, that she could not wrap her head around the idea that I was uh, gay. That she's like, what? What? Like, and I, I remember having to do that even in the LGBT community, like, you know, and I, I feel like it's something we really have to work at. I, I do think just by how bad I remember it in the past, I do think it's getting better slowly. Definitely not fast enough for some people. There are a lot of there are a lot of people who are still struggling, and a lot of people who are facing like really, really horrific forms of discrimination in the Philippines. So it it'll never be fast enough to help people who the people who are most vulnerable, the people who need it the most. But I think baby steps. It's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so like that's why I am very uh, passionate about like talking about 
how these things are different and how these things are completely independent of each other, I don't mind answering questions because I, I think that for most people, one of the big barriers to like accept, like respect, sometimes not, not for everyone, but I, I think that there are a lot of people there who the main barrier to them being more respectful is because they think of LGBT people as a concept. They can't put like a face or, you know, uh, I, I, I've, I've had people because uh, there have been times in the past where out of fear of my own safety, I've been uh, what we call stealth. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term um, uh, Paolo, but uh, no. do you want me to explain it just in case? <laughs> yeah, just a very quick explanation of sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if passing is uh, other people identifying you as the your your gender identity, uh, your correct gender identity, stealth is when uh, you don't when other people don't even know you're trans. So uh, there was uh, a long there was there were periods of time where. Uh, I would I would live stealth and like for most people like for example in my office I was stealth no one knew I was trans to them they just thought I was a gay cis man uh, and I would you know do that times and and I remember there would be times where um, I would get into debates with people about just like you know um, transgender rights trans like respecting trans people and you know the way people would talk would be like you know. They would always be like this idea that trans people are just like this concept, this unicorn that like, uh, you know, exists over there, but not here in my life. I don't have to deal with this. And then I would inevitably drop the bombshell. And was like, you know, a trans person. Like, no, I don't. I'm like, yes, you do. You're talking to me. And people um, are like, whoa. Yeah, and it's like for some people, for some people, right <laughs> for some people, it's like. Uh, it, it obviously, unfortunately, it doesn't work for everyone. But there are definitely some people who, uh, after talking to them and after realizing, okay, this is a real person. This is a person I know, and these issues are not just like you know a thought exercise somewhere else. These are issues that really affect people. And um, being able to put a face to those things is like, okay, like you know, it it, it starts opening people's minds sometimes, which is another reason why things like representation and just like talking about these things are important because then you get to bring like, you get to humanize these concepts because I uh, I feel like for some people, that's, that's a huge barrier that they don't realize is in their way that they just think that, you know, when they're talking about this, they're talking about some concept, this idea. And then when they finally meet someone, when they finally go, when they're finally, when it's finally able to like get through their heads that, no, wait, this is actual people. Like this is not just some fantasy or some uh, strange thing that is so divorced from my life. Like they tend to re-examine what these things mean and like okay if like it, it, it's it, it can be unfortunate because sometimes it's like okay so I, I used to think this way but then now I'm able to think like how does this affect my friend like how does this like wow so when I say this 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 is what I'm telling my friend like when I talk about these things like that when I talk negatively about people like that the, Obviously, I must put a disclaimer, this does not work on everyone because as mentioned earlier, there will still be people who go, um, uh, okay, yeah, like, uh, you know, talino mo, pero, you know, there will still be the pero and the, the yeah.
crypto. But I do think uh, I do think that sometimes it is really important to just like attach faces, attach like a human person there, so people can see that this is someone's life. This is like you know this is how people live, and this this does affect this does affect real people. <laughs> Yeah. We're not just we're not just some you know we're not just some concept you see or hear about on TV or the news. Yeah, definitely. Um, so before we go to L, very quickly we'll just go to the comment section because you have a good amount of comments. So first is from Nix Depano. <laughs> These are my, my friends. Just being. Then we have casts. I won't even try pronouncing her last name, but yeah, we have Cass. Then we have Coco, who also is friends with Elle. Uh, actually, fun fact, Coco and I are brewing up a very special episode in July about BoJack Horseman because we both love that. <laughs> if you guys are familiar, maybe Elle not so much, but yeah. Then we have um, J-Lo Dizon. Uh, is she your friend, Alec? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Is she your uh... friend, Alec? Just my friend. Uh, yeah, so she's your friend. Okay, yeah, so I think she's just agreeing with you. Then uh, your soji has nothing to do with your behavior and actions. So that's from JLo. Then she also said, I love you, Peppers. I think they know they might know each other. Then we have Carlo Lem who says, go L. Uh, then you have Mitchell Chosa, such a cute BG Alex. I have no idea what BG stands for, by the way. Background. Um, it's background. Oh, oh, oh my god, Tito. Alec and L, do you both know what an ICOS is? Uh, spell? I Q O S. So it's based. Okay, is so it? I guess. Okay, it's okay. So basically, uh, ICOS is yep. um smoking machine right it's a cigarette that doesn't burn it heats up your cigarette and coco okay. goes to me and messages me and says that's the most tito thing of all time and i'm like well thanks l uh thanks sorry thanks um coco and you know, the funny thing she even got how i drink my alcohol right because right now i'm drinking and she says you're probably the type of person who drinks it meat and i'm like what <laughs> how did you guess that called but yeah, out yeah man <laughs> like <laughs> Anyway, um, then Andrian Roque says, Pretty L, love you, Miss L, and Kaya pa, Miss L, gandang gandang. <laughs> <laughs> we guys are like gym partners, probably. <laughs> then, um, oh, L, L, what, what, what did you have time to comment? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, Okay, it's Yiboa. Okay, so Cass Yiboa. I, I didn't know if you wanted me to pronounce it, Cass, but, <laughs> no, but I'm glad that Cass pronounced it right because honestly, like I, I would prefer people teach me than me butchering their 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 last names. But yeah, thank you for that, Cass. Uh, thank you so much to our speakers. Thank you for existing and for being inspiring and fighting the good fight. Hope the world had more people like you. That that's nice of you, Cass. Then Andrea says, "True, my parents use icons." Well, thank you, Andrea. You and are you, you are getting you are getting Tita so hard. <laughs> parent zone, man, not Tita zone. Parent zone right now. But again, we will read the rest of the comments later. Uh, okay, fine. Um, Miss L, shout out now for Rika's. Rika's my girlfriend, by the way. So yeah. Hi, idol Rika. Idol ko yan si Rika. Ano ba? <laughs> So yeah, um then Miss L crush pokita pa din. 
this all of this anyway sige let's go back to the topic at hand so alec doesn't have too much experience in dating i'm you know currently with a girlfriend so l want want you tell us like a bit of the hababalu struggles of okay um women in the philippines in terms of dating first of all disclaimer lang i've never been in a relationship okay but aren't you like 21 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just 21. Yeah, that's, that's totally valid. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Man, when I first met, I thought you were freaking 19, okay? But the fact that na she's 20. Okay, and you go ahead, yeah. Just um, because living, living as a transgender woman here in the Philippines is an everyday struggle of, um, it's an everyday fear of discrimination, being misgendered, and being hated for, um, why did show comments? Being discriminated for being who you are, and dating is part of it. Because um, well, I used to talk to this guy. Hindi ko alam kung April or May, pasagaran. But then suddenly hindi na kami nag-usap. So I got really attached to him, pero I'm trying to like forget him and kind of move on. So nagtry ako mag-dating app, Bumble and all. Tapos nakakainis, sobrang hirap makipag-usap sa lalaki, super hirap to talk um with guys kasi although nasa bio ko na tayo a transgender woman so tas lagi nilang i-ask that are you really a transgender woman and yung reply ko na lang na parang kasi super pagod na ako mag-explain sa kanila kasi nasa bio ko na so i would respond with parang last time i checked yeah i'm a transgender woman parang hindi ba obvious tapos um para akong everyday na nagdi-discuss ng sushi yesi because like every day, merong magtatanong kung ano ba to, which is good. Because I'm using the platform to educate other people. I'm using a dating app to educate other people. And ayun talaga yung calling ko. That's what I do. That's what I do as an advocate. I try to educate other people. I would really explain um to them one by one, OGSC, sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. So, may mga times na people would be um parang i-accept nila yun, and then proceed with talking to me, but then um, suddenly they would stop talking to me. Um, kasi meron din guys that I would um, na meet ko na personally, and then we would go out, casual talking lang naman, we're not dating at all. Parang it's clear. Tapos biglang um, super awkward niya in public kasi sabi niya, it's my first time to go out with a transgender woman. And I was like, um, how is it different to go out with your friend. Wala namang pagkakaiba yun. So, sobrang hirap to parang um, find someone who would accept you for who you are na um, alam talaga nila yung suji. Kasi, to be honest, we should start looking at a person um, intersectionally. We should not just look at them um, as a transgender person. Parang we are more than just a trans uh, trans we are more than just trans women um in an online dating app we're just human beings trying to enjoy life and trying to find love find someone na have the same interest with us ganun tapos um so yon besides bumble may mga nagme-message din sa akin pao alam mo naman di ba pao yeah yeah okay. si pao tinatawag niya akong bestseller kasi hindi ko alam kung bakit niya ako tinatawag na bestseller 
So, um, the reason I call it Bessa quick lang is there's a tweak, Alec, <laughs> in her IG that in her stories, every single day she was with a different guy. Okay, go ahead. Al. Those are my friends. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, so, hindi lang limited sa Bumble yung mga guys na trying to talk to me. Well, ako naman, I don't really initiate conversation, you know that now. Kasi, first of all, ayoko nang bobong kausap talaga. Hindi ko talaga kaya makipag-usap sa mga, alam mo yon you're a guy, okay, um, can you like give me more credentials, give me more sense, um, okay, so yun. Tapos there's this guy na, he started talking to me, he messaged me out of nowhere. Parang, okay, sige, I'd like to get to know you, ganun-ganun. Tapos, um, the next day, parang sabi niya na, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't um, notice na you're a trans woman, ganun-ganun. Basta sabi niya, okay, but I'm straight. So, parang ako, okay, um, dating a transgender woman will not make you any less of a man. So, ako, parang, okay, sige, end of conversation. Hindi ko na lang siya nireplyan. Tapos, parang few days after, nag-message na naman siya na parang, hey, what's up, ganun-ganun. Parang ako, ano bang gusto? Parang, dun bupupunta kasi yung idea of, um, passing, which is super bullshit. It's a bullshit concept, yung idea of passing kasi parang it puts pressure to people, to, trans- to transgender individuals, to transition, which is wrong kasi transitioning is a privilege and not everyone is as privileged as we are na kayang bumili ng medicines for kayang mag-spend ng thousands para lang sa medicines and to look more feminine. So, ayun, meron din mga um, dating as a transgender woman Sobrang parang breakfast, lunch, and dinner ko na yung backhanded compliments. Lagi na lang, parang, I'm so used to backhanded compliments that talagang parang ikakopy-paste ko na lang na, okay, I appreciate that, but that's actually a backhanded compliment kasi you can just say that I'm pretty, period. But why do you have to say na, oy, ang ganda mo for a trans woman? Parang ako, meron bang certain criteria for you to look pretty without mentioning na you're a transgender woman? Tapos, um, pinaka-ayokong sinasabi ng mga tao is that sayang ako, sayang kasi transgender individual ako. I mean like, girl, anong sayang sa akin? I'm pretty, I'm smart, I have everything, I miss everything. Anong sayang sinasabi mo? So like, I hate, that's why I hate men. Okay, Pao, you know that. I hate men. <laughs> I mean, no offense to both Alec and I, by the way, but okay. Some men, I most men, but not all. Kasi nga, parang, most men kasi look at transgender individuals as just transgender individuals. They don't look, as, look at us as human beings. Um, hin- parang nalilimit yung idea nila na, okay, you're just a transgender individual. Period. Yun lang yung idea nila. And um, another thing is that parang um, there are times that people see us as fetish, which is super parang wrong for me. It's a big turn off. Kasi first of all, hindi kami fetish. Hindi kami nagpaganda ng ganda para lang maging fetish, you know? So, ayun. Kaya, to sum it all, dating as a transgender individual is, oh my God, namabasa ko yung comments, sorry. Uh, dating as a transgender individual, it's really hard. Kaya, um, well, life update siguro, kay Pao. Recently, um, this past few weeks, yung may mga tao na um, trying to Hindi lang siya isa ha, okay? Hindi lang siya isa. They're trying to reach out to me. I don't know kung ano sa nila. 
I mean, hindi lang, hindi kasi, baka kasi busy. Hindi ko kasi alam ko nanonood yung iba kasi friends ko talaga sila. O oh, sige, in-name drop na natin si Allen, si Kyle. <laughs> hindi kasi kilala ni Pao yun, tapos aasarin lang ako ni Pao mamaya. So, okay, si, si Kyle to. Um, before ako maging kanina, he tried calling me and, and parang nag-try lang mag- Um, parang connect with me again. Although wala naman kaming something, he's just my best friend, I guess. Okay. Lang, okay na pa, oh. Okay na. Can I just say Alec? Like, like but she's defending herself. Hindi kasi alam ko pa sa team na yun. So like, okay. Okay. So yun. Okay. Well, all I can say is, um, And, you know, Alec and I, I think, are just very happy that we don't have to do the whole... Well, Alec, not really, because, you know, I mean, the whole dating thing... Never had to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. Me, you know, the whole dating thing was just... I mean, you know, okay, it was fun, honestly, just because you get to meet people and, you know, talk to people and whatever, right? Um, but then again, I'm speaking from a point of privilege because, you know, I'm a cisgender straight man who, you know... At before was single and is just looking to meet people, right? So you know, maybe it was fun for me, but maybe for you know, obviously for um, LGBT people, especially the transgender people, it's not that fun. Uh, yeah, but so there. So that's the. I guess Alec, we're both just very lucky that we're very happy where we are. No doubt. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean it. Very sincerely, that any guy who ends up being Elle's partner um, is a very lucky individual. Elle's a very, Elle is a catch, except for her playgirl ways. But minus that, she's a catch. <laughs> again. Why we do, why I do backhand compliments, not the the way that it's usually. It's more like well, it's a catch, pero playgirl. You know, uh, this, is a, this is a this is a friend back. Like as a, when you're when you're at, When you're a friend, you're allowed to backhand compliment, but like when yeah, you don't know someone, it's offensive. like, who are you? How dare you? Yeah, it's not about offensive in a way. It's just me pointing out that L is a playgirl. You know, it's the truth. So, you know, it's not I think, honestly, uh, one thing I want to say is like uh, the key difference here, and actually the reason why, uh, like, the reason why this is a less problematic or this is a less bad backhanded compliment because you are making this even if it is a backhanded compliment which she is it fully is. allowed to like roll her eyes at you about but the, yeah um this you are making a compliment about her as a person because you yeah. know her whereas a lot of times when trans people get these backhanded compliments like the backhand the backslap is that we are trans like that is the like that's the what? part like, that's the that's the that's the part that's like a lot of the a lot of times it's like these backhanded compliments really expose that they don't look at you as an individual they look at you as like oh this concept of like trans like boxing you into like your trans and not like a unique person like an individual who is different and has their own sort of like personality and those things so when people say like uh pero bakla or pero something it's like yeah. That's because they're only looking at that as like 
the whole thing of what you are. Um, even like you know, even po- like even the things that are more positive, and I say this positive because it's not actually positive, but like the fetishistic things. That's because like the fet- you know, the fetishism is a big problem because they're not looking at you as a person; they're looking at you for the thing they fetishized. Uh, you know, yeah, sex object ish uh, mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. It's not. To, it, it takes away that feeling of like personhood from people. Like, yeah. And yeah. Um. In addition to that, then, um, trans women who are using dating apps, we are being labeled as hypersexual, which is totally wrong. Wait, okay. It's hypersexual, like. Um, parang we're there to hook up, to have sex with guys, to but most people on men. dating apps are probably like that. It doesn't matter if you're LGBT or not. Oh, <laughs> like may pero kasi like limit to trans women. Parang automatic if you're trans um women or trans yeah you're trans women in a dating app, automatic na you're looking for someone to have sex with, which is totally wrong. Kasi and dami ko nang encounter na ganyan na parang um akala nila na ganun yung um, intention ko for being in um, a dating app. Just, parang hindi talaga siya logical to think about it. Because, first of all, bakit mo ililabel yung mga trans individuals as hypersexual? Where, when anyone can be hypersexual, hindi lang naman LGBTQ plus members. Mas hypersexual pa nga yung cis people if you'll think about it. Eh. So, yun. I, I actually have a I actually have a semi-psychological, a pseudo-psychological uh, explanation for this. Sure. So, uh, one of the reasons why this is common and one of the reasons why you get a lot of cishet people thinking this is because that's what they're thinking of. Like what they think of when they think of like uh, gay people, it's like what makes someone gay because they want to have sex with guys. So they always like, so that's what they hyper fixate on, like who you want to have sex with. <laughs> so it's them sort of like projecting onto you. It's like, what makes you gay? Why would you mention you were gay? Because you want to have sex with with men or women uh, if you're a lesbian and it's like that's what they latch onto and that's what they're projecting onto queer individuals as to why they think they're hypersexual it's like because that's the key thing that that's the key thing their brain sees about the difference between uh, you know the difference between us or why we are uh, different from you or what it is that you know th- that they seem to focus on <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a strange form of projection uh, that uh, people see this hypersexuality in queer people where there really isn't um, uh, you know a significant difference with like you know you can say that um, for example, you know, I've seen people say, oh, you know, but like gay people are uh, like into clubbing and stuff like that. And that makes and that scene is like very, very sexual. I'm like, yeah, but straight people are into like a similar scene. And it's just because like this is just like, uh, you know, something you do take notice of doesn't mean it doesn't exist on the flip side. Um, also, that's another reason I bring up my sexuality to sort of buck that like, no, I'm gay, but I don't. <laughs> We exist. Uh, it is a spectrum of like uh, uh, intensity of sexual desire as well. Um, but yeah. So, El, um, do, do you want to add to that or? Okay. All right. So we actually have a question from from Cass. 
So she says, hi, in the interest of going back to the topic, uh, I have a question. So how do you go about educating your family regarding LGBT? Uh, like, where do you start? And how do you intro it to them without having their walls go up immediately? And she has a follow-up comment, not a question, follow-up comment, asking because with the topic earlier, education is what is sorely lacking in the Philippines. And I think starting within your family is a logical first step. Appreciate your insights. Okay, let's start out with, um, if you don't mind, Alec, can we start with L this time? So L, um, yeah, yeah. if it's all right with you, no. Um, how did you, like, there, for that question, how, how did you, like, speak to your mom about, you know, your yourself, about coming out as a woman and things like that? Mm-hmm. Ako, I think I mentioned this already sa mga previous podcast natin together na yung mom ko naman, um, yung family ko, to, to be honest, um, super free kami to be who we are, to be what we want to be, to do whatever uh, we want to do, as long as wala kaming tinatapakang tao. That's, that's good. Um, I was raised by a Christian family na just do good. Yun lang yung principle namin. And hindi ako nahirapan mag-come out kasi nga wala naman akong ginagawang masama for being a transgender woman. I'm just living um, my truth. I'm just living my life to the fullest and my truest form. So, sa akin, sobrang dali lang. Sa family ko, with, um, sa family ko. Pero sa ibang tao, nakikita mo yun, di ba, Pao? Sa mga stories ko, um, nasa close friend ko lang na merong mga family relatives that would give backhanded compliments na um, ganyan, uh, ganito, ganyan. Pero kasi meron na rin ako instances na kailangan ko pang i-explain yung sarili ko. Although, hindi naman namin kailangan i-explain kung sino kami at kung bakit kami ganito. Pero there's a need for us to explain it sa mga family uh, members namin. So ako, um, basically, pinapaliwanag ko lang na um, we're diverse. Each individual is different from one another and that um, there's nothing wrong with us na just like you were just human, be- uh, human being, it's just that magkaiba tayo ng preference, magkaiba tayo ng identity. And luckily naman, yung mga relatives ko kasi, they're really willing to learn. Kaya ako na gagets ko kung bakit niya natanong yun. Kasi mayroong family members na um, hindi kaya accept. And the fact na yung Filipino concept of LGBTQ plus community is still limited to the idea of bakla and tomboy. Wala pa rin transgenderness. Mahirap talagang ipaliwanag. But then, ang lagi ko lang sinasabi sa kanila, I am a woman trapped in a man's body. Yun lang naman yung kailangan kong ipaliwanag sa kanila. And uh, lagi kong ini-emphasize na um, kung ano kami, hindi naman yun lang yung dapat yung tignan. We are more than just LGBTQ plus members. We are still the same. We deserve to be treated like this, like that. Kasi after all, we're still um we're in in a in the same place. Um, we are still in the same environment, and we should be treated equally. In law. Um, you know, before we get to Alec, uh, for our viewers, though, and I think this is one of the few times that I'll be extremely serious when it comes to L. Uh, honestly though like you know no jokes no whatever i just have to to commend um el's mom mrs espelia for really raising a good person like a good kid um el may be a playgirl but you you, you know she's no joke 
L is a trader. Like L has as many guys as like the phone book levels or whatever, like the yellow pages. But in all seriousness, she really raised a good uh, human being, and uh, you know, you you get to know that based on how she speaks, how she talks about her experiences. If you notice, no, Alec, L has never blamed anyone. Like she never said all men are like this. All men are blah blah blah. Or, it's more like there are people who are like this. This is my experience, but at the end of the day, you know, I choose to be good, and you know, I really give credit to Elle's parents for for doing a really good job, except for the playgirl part. But aside from that, every other part is really good. But yeah, no, thank you for that, Elle. How about you, Alex? So, in terms of the family side, no, um, for for your for your story, you know, you're you're a trans man, um who is gay uh how, how how did that conversation go with your parents if, if that's okay for, for me yeah, yeah, yeah um it's fine to ask so i really want to give the disclaimer that uh, my experience is definitely not going to be like uh, a lot of people's for a number of factors um i have to preface this in the the, the way that um this was not sort of like when it comes to like my gender identity and sexual orientation. This wasn't the first thing that I came out to my parents about, uh, and I think that kind of put a buffer on some of, uh, you know, the extreme feelings my parents have had about this uh, before I came out to them in terms of my gender identity uh, and what have you. I came out as an atheist, <laughs> uh, and my mom cried about that more than she cried about this thing um so no i mean dear like i'm i'm not joking she cried about that more than no, I'm sure you're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i do not know like my dad wanted to, my dad was asking me for the link earlier so i don't know if they're hi mom if so uh <laughs> um yeah, but uh, probably not. Um, I, I'm hoping their lack of tech savviness means they're not going to see this live, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe later. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, like, I had this, uh, I, I was very, I, I had a very strange way of, of, of expressing, like, my uh, gender identity when I was younger because, like, I, even before I knew what the concept of, like, being trans was, uh, for example, I thought the T in LGBT was transvestite. Like, that's what I thought it was for, like, the longest time. I had no idea that that concept existed. Because uh, of the and, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, partially, but also... Okay. Uh, for yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, you know, the concept, like, it... You know, I, I thought like I was a very intelligent child. I'm like, it's not possible to, uh, you know, to become a man or something like that. So I'm like, no, like that's not possible. But like, even think, even not thinking that idea, I would sort of like group myself in with guys. Like, uh, I would do that a lot and just like be like, no, yeah, I'm one of the guys. So, um, you know, this is kind of, uh, this is kind of like, um. Uh, a, 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 it can be seen as a negative now, but back when I was younger, this was something I really latched onto. First off, I went to an all-girls school, uh, and uh, going to an all-girls school, there is this strange culture of like it's well in, in my all-girls school, which I'm not going to mention where, but there is this strange feeling of like you have girls. And then you have sort of like the people who take the role of men, like you know, like we're we're all still girls. But 
like socially there's kind of like this dynamic of you sort of like being uh you know seen as as like more closer like male aligned on the uh you know the gen- in terms of like yeah say? yeah like tomboy because like i think it's not just being like uh like tomboyish in terms of gender expression definitely yeah, yeah, not correct. i know a lot of those i know a lot of those girls did not grow up to be lesbians or anything like that but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was just this idea that like yeah you were kind of like uh taking up like this masculine role among this sea of women <laughs> Um, so I already had that idea of like, yeah, no, I'm with the guys. And when I got into college, uh, it was very much like I wasn't the most masculine person, but I would always be like, no, yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm one of the guys. So much so that even back in those days, um, my 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 blockmates would go like. Uh, there would be sometimes where the uh, teach like I remember this one incident where the professor was like, "All right, so how many people do we have in class? Uh, uh, four boys, seven girls. Uh, okay." And then and I and I went, "Hey!" And then one of my classmates went, "0.5, Alex here. <laughs> uh, 4.5, Alex here." I'm like, "Okay," which you know can be kind like when you now knowing what we know, it's like mm, that's kind of sketchy. But back in you know, back back then when no one knew anything about, even myself knew about gender identity, it was very affirming to be like, yeah, hell yeah, one of the guys. Uh, more sort of, of. Like the, the intention, more of what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was not like, so my, my being, uh, my being sort of like, uh, ma- you know, um, aligned to the male gender role without being without saying I'm a man was something my mom already commented on even before coming out to her. She would jokingly say, Ay, nako, I have two sons. Or, you know, she would even jokingly say, I have three sons to count my dad in as well. <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, so, when, so when I came out to her, she was kind of like, I guess, like I can see where this came from. Um, and um, she told me something that uh, actually resonated with me now, uh, and we've talked about it, and it's fine. But at the time, because this is also another thing about how gender identity and, uh, and sexual orientation were so closely tied, she was like, fine, I can accept this. Just please don't break my heart and date a woman. And I'm like, does that mean you don't see me as a man because it's like you know it, it, it was it was very strange and I'm, and that's when i'm like oh no i'm it's fine because i'm gay and I'm, and she's like what and there was a lot of explaining luckily um we got there eventually that was actually one of the things that made me afraid to tell my like i recently uh was very afraid to tell my mom about my current partner because that sat with me like years and years and years later like more than like a decade later it's like she said this to me once is she going to accept my partner because of this and then uh luckily she was like oh no, it's okay like I'm, I'm just glad you found someone <laughs> uh this is how uh my asexual alec <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> because like i i was i have uh, you know, among all my friends, like I'm usually the only. Well, not all my friends. I do have single friends too. But like uh, among my like my some of my close friends circles, like I'm usually the single one. But 
um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to say that it's very, like, in terms of, like, approaching advice I would give for how people come out, it's it's very difficult, honestly. I, uh, like, there are two pieces of advice I usually give, and they are co- completely contradictory to each other because it really depends on what your parents are like. For some parents, uh, and, you know, I, I'm giving this advice based on, like, the interactions I would have with other people. I've, yeah. as a, you know, as an officer of uh, PFDEM in the past, like, I've dealt with like our members going look i came out to my parents i got thrown out of the house and just like scrambling through okay can someone house this person for a while like you know like you hear stories like that uh, so i've like seen a lot of experience like i've seen a lot of people who it's not gone well for and stuff like that so um i know that it can be dangerous and obviously the uh, rather the first point of contact uh, rather the first point of advice i have is always put your safety first like i understand that sometimes you know uh, it can be this or that but you do not have to feel bad about not coming out if you think it will put your safety at risk um um you know eventually it might get to the point where you have to you feel like you can't keep living a lie and what have you but i just want people to sort of like remember that um if you think you are in a dangerous situation hopefully your parents are not abusive or would not turn to abuse or violence or anything like that but always put your safety before right. uh you know uh, but your safety is paramount i do not want to hear stories about negative like what happens to because i have heard many horror stories and uh, like it, it really breaks your heart but when you think you have the ability to do so these two contradictory pieces of information for some parents uh for some families uh, it is better to do the humanizing thing like i mentioned earlier that like like if you want to just come out to them because you think that you know um i need to talk to them and all of this or things like that if it's about coming out for some parents it is effective that you talk about you as a person, not the concept of being queer and what have you, like what it means to you as a person, how this affects your life and how like um, you are still their child, you are um, talking about this because it personally affects you and, you know, and appeal to their love of you because, you know, we all hope that our parents love us <laughs> and uh, put us before uh, before these like I- ideologies they might have about queer people uh and for some people that might work for some people it might be like i was afraid uh my dad was like super homophobic or super like you know homophobic even though you're coming out as trans you know but like super homophobic and not accepting but uh they surprised me by being like i might not understand but i still love you and you know um honestly when you first come out it will take a while like it will take so long it will feel longer than maybe it does because in your head it's like my parents should get this i'm explaining it to them but it takes a long time unless your parents were already like open-minded about this if your parents were like not even like i thought my i consider my parents very um i i don't consider them conservative at all like um uh, you know my, my my grandparents are conservative but for the most part my parents are quite liberal what have you like they're not like super liberal but they, they weren't, I would never have called them conservative, you know? 
but still, it took them a long time to really get their head around it. And I remember being so frustrated uh, after coming out of being like, why are you still doing this? I've explained this to you already. This is hurtful. This is painful when you do this. Um, but if like eventually they, you know, um, you just uh, when you when you have that sort of relationship, just keep talking to them, give them patience. Um, I remember like my mom saying things to me like years after I'd come out, saying things like, "Sometimes I remember when you told me this, and I cry because I feel like uh, my daughter died or something like that." And you know, I know she means she meant well, but like those things can be hurtful. But you kind of, un- you know, it 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 sucks, but it takes time. You wish because they are your parents. You wish they would be quicker. You wish they would be more, uh, recip- uh, more easy to like accept this. But sometimes people are just like set in their ways and set in what they believe. Uh, and the important thing in that case is for them to be trying. So that's my first sort of like way of tackling this. If you can like make it like if you think that is effective for your parents, making it about you, making it personable, how it affects you, how it is. Uh, you know, appealing to their love of you, that works for some people. It does not work for other people. (laughs) And for that, um, the almost completely opposite advice I give is to slowly sort of like talk about it as if like, you know, as if it is talk about like what it means to other people, like appeal to it not as you, how it is personally to you, but like when you talk to them about, um, for example, you're coming out as gay and what have you, and they say something, you know, you're watching a news story about homophobic things. You know, you try and like, you, you try and talk to them in a sort of like, yeah, but can you imagine what it must be like for those people? And like, slowly, the unfortunate thing is, especially when it comes to family and parents, a lot of them don't respond to like argumentative, like, no, you're wrong. Like, I've, you know, a lot of parents, like, it, they will double down if they think you're talking about it and just be telling them, no, you are wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're too whatever. They have this, uh, people, not just parents, but like, unfortunately, the older generation for certain things, for certain topics, have this tendency to like, dig their heels in the ground and be like, no, ito yung alam ko eh. Ano? Tama naman to dati, bakit biglang mali ako yung mali? Parang, that's their reaction to things. So, like, it sucks, but sometimes you have to be the one to soften the blow and talk about it like, no, but imagine this, imagine that. I understand what you're saying, but can you imagine what it's like to be like that and so on and so forth? There is no one cookie cutter way to talk to family and what have you. And sometimes the things you think should be more helpful, like your connection with them, can make it harder or make it more painful or worse. Um, I wish I could say it was just like when you come out to your family, they will love you, they'll understand you. But there have just like I've just heard too many horror stories. Nah, you know that's why my first bit of advice: put your safety above all else. Because it's like I know in an ideal world we want our parents to love and understand us, and you know um, put us before their ideology. But that's not always true. So I think one thing I will say, though, is at least in my experience and the experience of like people I've spoken to, when you think, when you're in like that position of like, I think, uh, I think it's going to be okay, but I don't know 
like I, I when you're on the fence of like I think they're going to take it all right, but I'm not sure. More likely, they are going to take it better than you thought. Like uh, when you know they're going to be really homophobic and scary, then they usually are. But like when you're like, yeah, I know my parents are pretty uh, liberal about this sort of thing, but I don't know. Maybe they won't be. Maybe they won't be as accepting uh, and stuff like that. Maybe they're just saying that. But actually, when it comes to me, they 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 might change their mind. Like. You, you, if you have that inkling, more often than not, they will pleasantly surprise you with how positive, how much more positive than what you, what your, your fears thought they will be. Um, yeah, and that's 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 all. I, I, sorry, I, I talked in length about this, but like you know, no, this no, is no. No, something I. Yeah, this is something I uh, have seen a lot of. Like, I've, uh, as lucky as I am, you know, I have had um, people, like, I, I have been close to people who have had negative experiences in that way. Um, yeah. Um, so that the, it's, it's tough. I wish there was one answer. I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like it's just one of those things where sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's a slow burn thing where you just have to slowly uh, whittle away at it, uh, slowly start introducing things like that. And sometimes, um, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Like you know, um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I I really wish it could be something that we don't necessarily have to dread anymore. Like. Coming out is one of those things. It's another one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if cishet people understand really the fear that coming out puts in uh, a queer or trans person. Like, you know, even even me, like even coming out to like friends, sometimes you have that fear of like, will they think of me differently? Will they? Will I learn that my friends cannot get past this? Will I lose my friends? Like things like that, you know. And it's a it's a complete and, and double that with family because you know the family is you're say you know for a lot of people your family is who you're meant to feel safest with you know um, yeah I mean that's as much advice as I can give even though uh, <laughs> um, yeah even though uh, it's not like uh, unfortunately there's no one size fits all for everyone yeah but there's yeah. no like one plus one equals two type of answer yeah. But yeah. hopefully this is somewhat helpful to someone out there. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, El, I'm sure there's something you'd like to, you know, to, to um, add. um, because every time na nagbibigay ako ng talk, ng speech to um audiences, may it be students or older than me, um, lahiring na tatanong sa akin yung question na how um my advice on coming out. Lahi ko lang sinasabit na there's no rush in terms of coming out that you really have to um first say yes to yourself you, you have to um accept who you are so that it would radiate to your family and to the people around you you um you don't have to come out when you feel na hindi ka nga safe kagaya ng sinabi ni Alec you really have to prioritize yourself kasi hindi mo naman kailangan na madiliin yung pagka come out and nabasa ko lang sa comment kanina na um, it's logical to come out to your family first. 
Well, to be honest, no, it's not really um, necessary to, for you to come out to your family. You really have to find your support group first. You have to um, have the certain people around you that would really understand your individuality and hindi lang basta um, someone na nasasabi na, ah, okay, tanggap kita. But those people who would try to educate themselves more so that they would have a deeper understanding on what on what you are um you are experiencing so that they um could give genuine help to you and with regards to naman sa family like kung sinasabi it's okay to cut ties with your families kung magsasuffer yung mental health mo kung magsas- sorry um alarm ko na yun to take my pills but okay um ayun <laughs> Okay, going back, um, it's okay to burn bridges sa mga family members mo who do not accept who you are. Kasi mas mahalaga naman yung tao na tatanggapin ka kung sino ka. Kasi if there are people who would hinder you from um, being your true self, true authentic self, it would parang hinder you of self-growth also and opportunities na you will regret in the near future. My advice is that... Um, Come out when you're ready and you and you feel safe, and always prioritize yourself above all. That's all. Uh, can I just quickly add to that because that made me think of something really good. Um, yeah, I, I actually really agree. Like sometimes family can be the hardest people to come out to because, like I said, like there is always this fear of like rejection, and you know, for some people, it's like. I can stand to lose my friends. I cannot stand to lose my family. <laughs> that sort of thing. And it can be hard. Um, I, I think go, coming out for like finding finding your support group and coming out to the people you think will be most accepting first is a great piece of advice because then you have that support uh, if in case something does go, you know, knock on wood, something does happen that is really um negative or really bad but um yeah it's all about like finding the comfort zone for you like what is the safest thing for you to do and having other people in your corner can sometimes make things easier make scary things less scary you know um yeah i i I definitely know people who are like out Uh, to a lot of other people, but not out to like their parents or something. Um, uh, this, sorry, my, my my mind just suddenly went to like um, I, I'm not sure how familiar with Drag Race, but like uh, in like season 10 or something, one of the queens who made it the top three was like not even out to her parents. Like her parents thought she was just like yeah, a regular makeup artist. It is Kimchi, like. Yeah, <laughs> kimchi. Like a big part of the kimchi storyline was that uh, she did not, um, uh, she had not come out to her parents. And I think even in later seasons, like there were people who were saying, "Yeah, my family doesn't know." And you're like, "How does your family not know?" Um, uh, that sort of thing. And that they do it for a living. It's just their job. Nothing more. Nothing less. It, not, it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with their sexuality, their gender identity. Yeah, and that sometimes, like, you know, and I get, uh, like, segue, now this is personal opinion, I get kind of, like, really annoyed when people 
pressure people to come out or when people say like you owe it like when people like uh there like say to like celebrities or something like that you owe it to people to come out they owe it to people to uh you know be a representative like no well i understand why you would want someone to come out but no one owes it to anyone to come out coming out is extremely personal yeah. and like like i understand why from like the perspective of, oh man i really wish we had that representation but at the end of the day it is you know this is your own personal life this is your own safety and you have to put yourself above all you know above other people's uh desire for you i mean like not, not desire in that way but like other people's idea of what you should do it's uh, you know no one no one owes it to anyone to come out and i feel like you know there are some times where people are like uh, extremely negative about someone coming out later in life or things like that and yeah it's just you know i i, I just want more like i just want to put this out into the universe please be more understanding like the amount of mental stress and toll like just the idea of coming out can send people into like full panic attacks at times because it's this is your life and this is something incredibly important and special to you that you are sharing to other people that you do not know will they accept you will they reject you it's yeah like yeah just that just like um you uh like coming out is your own thing don't let anyone ever shame you for the pace at which you come out the... yeah sorry no, 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 no. <laughs> actually, i wanted to um Put up this comment from Cass, wherein it's more on about, uh, yeah. So she apologized if there's like any hurtful memories, but it's yeah. more about the coming out part, which I believe both Alec and um, no, it's not Mary, about coming out, just education, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sorry, sorry. What I meant was both Alec and L, aside from the coming out, also explained the education part. Just because yeah. you also have to kind of know your parents in a, in a way, um, you know. Quickly, I I, I want to um, bring up this play I, I saw back in the day. You no, know, when I was young, L was probably grade one or prep or whatever. Alec <laughs> and I were young. Uh, sorry, Alec. You know, when I first saw your photo, I was like, "You're probably like 24, 25. How old are you again? Sorry. Uh, twenty nine. Oh, we're the same age then. Okay, that's mm. cool. You're ninety two as well. <laughs> Uh, no, 91. Oh, you're turning 30. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, I am I'm turning 30. Somewhat the same age. Uh, Wait, so I'm, are you saying I'm older? Wow. Okay. Yes, yes, no, yes, I yes, have yes. a baby face. I know. Okay. I know. You're, you're very young uh, in terms of how you look, but by your birth certificate, man, you're, you're older. G give that to me. Uh, but <laughs> Because I have white hair all over. Um, I, anyway, I also have white hair. You just don't see it in the face. Oh, man. Mine is worse. Mine is worse. But anyway, that's how I wear a cap. Anyway, so th there's this play I, I saw uh, by August Wilson called Fences. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are very familiar with that. I, I've heard of it. I've never actually okay. um, seen or uh, It was a film as well with um, Denzel Washington. So yeah. um, the, the whole play, because people think it's about racial, you know, racial relations, discrimination, whatever. But I remember this one part of the play. It's like the 1930s or 40s, you know, give or take, right? And the, the son goes to his dad and says, 
can I ask you a question, sir? Because you know, in the forties, you have to call your dad, sir. Yeah, right? yeah. Dad or whatever. And he says, "Yeah, sure. What's your question?" That the dad says, and the son's like, "Why don't you like me?" Then the father goes to this whole rant, saying, "I don't need to like you. Is there a law that says I have to like you?" At the end of the day, you're my son. You 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 live under my house. I put the clothes in your back. I put the food in your belly because I'm obligated to you. And you know that's the thing about our parents, no? They're raised in a way that when you have kids, it's not really about loving or liking them. It's more about an obligation to raising them, to giving them the best opportunities possible. But there are those parents who go the extra mile and say, look, I know you're my obligation. You know, I made you and, and stuff like that. But I choose to love you. I choose to like you. I choose to make you have, or I choose, sorry, make you the wrong word. I choose to raise you with the confidence that no one will ever owe you. No one will ever make you feel desperate for love. And, you know, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm not. But, you know, Alec, you mentioned your parents are a bit religious. Um, your, your mom cried about you being an atheist over being transgender but i think she's one of those that she raised you to be a good person and to feel love no matter what minus the atheism part and, and, and <laughs> she's chilled uh, out about that sometimes she jokes and I that, think that's uh, okay you know, i mean that, that's a good um exchange give or take yeah uh and for like, Elle, I'm, I'm not fussed about it <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah, for, for Elle, um Yeah. Speaking of coming out, naalala ko nang sinabi ko sa mom ko na um, I'm a transgender person. I'm a trans woman. Yung una niyang reply sa akin is that ano yon. Tapos sinundan niya na, pero kahit naman ano yan, kung ano, ikaw pa rin naman yung anak ko and tatanggapin kita at mahal pa rin kita. So, with that, I'd just like to say na um, alam ko hindi na naman natin kailangan, pero there are times that we really have to Um, exert a little more effort in terms of educating them. Kasi nga, hindi naman nila gustong maging ignorante. Pero it's just that, um, kagaya nung campaign ko during the national, during the Miss Trans Global na, we just need to have a continuous conversation about our existence and our reality as LGBTQ plus um, members. Kasi hindi na pag-uusapan to, kaya hindi nila alam yung mga bagay na ganito. But they are willing to learn, willing to accept you with open arms. It's just that you really have to um, ha- um, go an extra mile to educate them and explain to them who you are as an individual. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's amazing from from Elle's um, mom's side. Uh, I mean, you know, for, for their generation to come out and say, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Can, can y'all explain it to me in a way? That, that takes a lot of guts, right? I mean, for our generation, that's basically us saying, "Look, I'm troublesome," or "Hey, look, I'm I I I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I apologize. You, you know, I'll do better." That's our that's our version of their, their them saying, "I don't know." Um, there's this short story. I, I, sorry, Alec, do, do you want to say something? No, my my camera just froze, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, oh, okay, sorry, okay. I lost." It. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, So I just wanted to add something, no? 
I, I find it very not really disturbing no? because that's a whole different concept but I find it very um strange because uh so so how do I say this so my girlfriend is um transgender and she's a transgender woman and, and things like that and I just treat her like a normal person right you know we're in a normal relationship and whatever but you know i get messages of people saying oh you know thank you for for treating her well or or things like that and for me it's like why do you thank me for you know treating my my girlfriend like a human being i mean do, do you thank the the postman for delivering your mail or do you thank the butcher for cutting up your steak or whatever right but um I do remember this one, one, one experience in my life when I was still single. This was back in uh, 2019, maybe a month or so before I met Rika. I, I went out with this girl. Uh, I, I don't want to name drop anything, right? <laughs> but w- when I matched with her on Bumble and we talked, we're like, hey, you know, you want to go out and have like dinner or maybe drinks after whatever. And she's like, yeah, let, let's do it, right? Uh, funny, funny background. She put the wrong pin, and I don't understand how she put the wrong pin because the name of the 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 the, the restaurant was very specific. You, you you know. Um, but anyway, she put the wrong pin. I met her up, and I noticed she looked very um. Not scared is the wrong word, but she looked very nervous. I guess it might be a better word, and I couldn't understand why. But you know, for me, I said, you know. I invited her out. I said, you know, let's have pizza and a drink after. I'll make her feel comfortable. And, you know, I made her comfortable. I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't usually um, walk five, ten minutes from the place to, to pick up the person, but I'll make an exception. You know, you know, stuff like that. And, you, you know, we had a good time after and stuff. It's just, it's just that, you know, the more of the story is more like, you know, I made the person feel comfortable, not because they're transgender or whatever it's just because i just wanted them to have a good time and with my relationship with rika um it's not about you know treating her differently or whatever i don't for me you know she's a woman i'm a man we're supposed to be in this relationship right it's not supposed to be like hashtag goals or whatever you young people l say right uh compared to us ancient people but you know the point is more about treating people fairly not because oh they're transgender or they're whatever it's because at the end of the day people are people you know like for me i wouldn't want to be treated any differently i'm sure alec wouldn't want to be treated any differently and ellen her harem of men wouldn't want to be treated differently from her harem of men right so you know Cass, i'm probably the worst person to to give a to give an answer to your question but in terms of educating our parents or things like that it's more about respect like you know um people you know lgbt people they're they're not breaking the law and there may be countries who say that being lgbt is against the law and you know we could have a five-hour episode about that and we will not even scratch the surface but you know the whole point is it's all about respect 
Alec is a human being. Elle is a human being. Can we just simply not respect them as human beings? And when you educate the older education, I'm sorry, when you educate the older people about you know education and stuff like that, the one thing that they all probably know is respecting people. And I think that's where it should begin. Sorry, did you guys hear me? Because you all are very yeah, quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we heard you. Am I or something? I was oh, like, no, no. wow, this is like dead silence right now. We're letting you soapbox. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I appreciate that, Alex and L. I was kind of worried 95% of the time. Oh, this so, is sobrang bago sa akin yun. Nakaganyan na lang ako sa'yo. Oh, nga, because usually L is like... <laughs> Wait, is Alec also paused with you? He's not moving in my Yeah, he's paused, right? Uh-huh. Anyway. It's not yeah, it's not moving. Okay, good. I mean, not good, but good is not just me. Okay, yeah, Alec is back. Good. Yeah, cool. Cool, all right. Yeah, cool. Well, but I yeah, like, it's, ah. it's all about the, um, cast. Sorry, Alec, because I was like, wait, is it my net that's screwing up? But yeah. Okay, um, you know, to our viewers, uh, if you have any questions you would like to ask both Alec and Elle, please do so in the comment section. Um, right now, I don't think any question is not allowed. Maybe, you know, asking Elle how many guys she has in her phone book, maybe. But, you know, okay, wait. Lang so, one of the guys that I'm talking to is watching right now. Okay, sorry, could you repeat that? One of the guys that I'm talking to right now is watching with us. And I just like to oh. um, defend yourself. <laughs> the slander. <laughs> this guy, he never treated me parang differently. Sobrang from the start na we've been talking for months already and never kung na feel na um iba ako and that I'm special, that I'm different from cis women and i just like to command is not the not the right word but i'm just happy that i'm talking to this guy because he really makes me feel um nah, there's nothing wrong with me and that um i'm just like a normal human being just what you said kanina pao so ayun yun lang naman kasi kanina ka pa and dami kong guys wala naman ako maraming guys mga okay um can, can i just say i don't know who you are because l has never told me but whatever your name is um it's all a joke like l doesn't have like a harem of men like i just joke her about that just because of that one weekend ig where she went out with her friends and in my defense puro kuya ko yon taka lang i'm defending you guys kasama ko let the other person who's accusing you defend you, but point is, um, yeah, those are all her friends, so she's not a playgirl. It's just a running joke that I'm glad Elle doesn't like put like some voodoo stuff on me. But you know, point is, she's a good person. Oh, there, I'm very serious. Huh? She's a good person. She does have a lot of guys. She's a one man type of woman. There we go. There. I, I I just want to sort of make a comment because it's like sure. you know um, you were mentioning earlier about how you know you have these people just like thanking you for just like treating your 
uh, girlfriend, who by the way earlier commented, uh, "Girlfriend, kitchen, I'm your fiance." But you know, I, I think that kind of just like I, I just want to kind of like put this out to people. That's sort of like the bar some people expect, just because of the amount of like bad experiences people have like you know uh, i understand that yeah this should be the standard this shouldn't be anything special and sometimes it makes like like what i was saying like it makes her happy just to know this guy is treating her like a person uh but you know the fact of the matter is that we get so happy because we don't sometimes get treated like people uh, and um that's you know that's the main thing i want to like tell people just like you know Trans people, queer people, we are just people. Like, um, we are not like this 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 unique concept that how do I interact with you because I don't understand. Like, no, just how you would treat a person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. That's it, really. Yeah, actually, you know, as as a straight cisgender person, I, I don't mean to mansplain anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more on. I just don't like you, you know when when I get those matches I'm like yeah of course I mean you, you know for me I'm not trying to make myself be the hero or anything it's yeah. just more on sorry for our sorry we do have foreign listeners to our to my friends from Tuvalu thank you for tuning in anyway in English I'm not trying to be the star of the show it's just more on you know, when you treat people as people, it shouldn't be commended. Again, do you thank the the, the, the mailman to deliver your mail? Do you thank the butcher for cutting your steak? Do you thank the barber for cutting your hair or whatever? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings. And actually, you know, that, that's the whole point of this episode. Um, yeah. Right, 2021. Because here's the thing, though. Um, Iglap, was created more on we with a, f- a couple of friends, right? We couldn't afford therapy, so it's like the blind leading the blind, as Angela would have <laughs> said. But you know, it became more than that, just because you know we had very serious topics before that. You know, we've tackled racism, we've tackled architecture, we've tackled non-binaryism and, and things like that, and. You know, that's why I'm glad and blessed to have Alec in this episode, to have Elle. You know, again, I always bully Elle because I care a lot about her. But I'm very grateful for Elle because, you know, she's a very good human being. Um, With that being said, you know, the whole point of IGLAP is to help educate people who want to be educated. Because I personally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest with y'all. Um... There's a lot of stuff I don't know. Back in the day, I had no idea what non-binaryism is. Honestly, being a non-binary, I couldn't like put two and two together. Then, you know, I was raised up in a very conservative family wherein it was okay for, let's say, example, no, very bad example, but it was like we would support, let's say, a barber who wouldn't cut the hair of a gay person because it was against the religion. I mean, for me, that was the past. And, you know, we were raised up to believe that we should freely express our religion. But of course, you know, when you grow older, you realize your mistakes and you try to correct those mistakes. And and when you correct those mistakes, you're truly sorry for the mistakes that you've made. 
right, Alec? And things like that. And, you know, for me, um, Iglap grew to something that we want to help people um, educate themselves or understand certain things that they cannot ask people regularly. You know, there's that meme wherein you're there's that meme of um Star Lord. I can't remember the actor's name, Chris Pratt. There, Chris when Pratt, Chris yeah. Pratt was in that show, where you know he's wearing like a short um sleeve polo and necktie, and he's like, I'm kind of afraid to ask this thing because it's kind of too late to ask because it's too popular. <laughs> so, Iglap was made so that people who don't understand certain concepts or certain ideas can come to the show ask questions safely in the comment section and get the answers that they need. I mean, it's kind of like this, Alec, Alec and L. Like, galto, like, example. If I Google this question, is it wrong to ask a transgender person about their genitalia? In Google, you won't really get a definite answer. But when you, when you ask someone about that they'll say yeah it's kind of a private thing then as a person you're like yeah okay i I get that i I will never ask that question because it's rude because you know at the end of the day i just feel that you know um with social media right the whole cancel culture and people attacking you is very prevalent and i just feel that there are people with questions that they don't mean to hurt anyone it's just that they, they, they don't get the answers that they need, right? Or they don't get the answers that not really they want, but that, yeah, fine, that they need through Google or whatever, and that they're afraid to ask it. Iglap is a safe space for these people. For as long as you come in, you don't mean to hurt anyone, but you come out a better person because you learn more. That's how, for me, you know, people like you, Alec, people like Elle, I'm very glad that you guys come even with my craziness and my my madness. <laughs> uh, and LL knows this. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, I just want a safe space for everyone. Because at the end of the day, I just want people to learn. I just want people to, you know, when they see Alec, they're like, yeah, you are a man. I'm happy to hear Alec talk about everything. And I would want to have an episode about Alec's art at his background. <laughs> Um, about L, we had L's episode many times, not many times, but we had an L episode, we had L come in so many times in episodes, not even about the LGBT community. We had an episode with L, and now she's a brick wall for some reason. Um, we had an episode, L <laughs> um, was a guest star about dating online, and it wasn't about LGBT, it was about just dating online because at the end of the day, we want to, we want people to see. LGBT as regular people, we can talk about, you know, for example, for Alec, his art. It, okay, he makes amazing art. It's not because he's a transgender person. It's because he's an amazing person who's good at art. Um, I just I want to clarify, a lot of this is not my art, but... <laughs> okay, let's just say 50%. I know, I know. Either way, it's amazing art. Um, but either way, you know, Alec makes amazing art. Um, L has amazing hair, not because she's transgender, but because she just has amazing hair. So, you know, that, that, that's the whole point about this episode because Pride 2021 is about celebrating each and every individual 
in those letters, whether you're a lesbian, a gay person, a bisexual, a transgender person, and all those other letters, you know, there's even ally now, and that's who I am. Uh, it's just all about celebrating who we are as individuals and accepting who we are and respecting who we are as you know as individuals so so yeah sorry i i think i i, I took up way yeah, more yeah. time than i and no, no. sorry <laughs> about your that. show so <laughs> <laughs> thanks no but, no but thank you for that no i mean usually i i would rather the guests talk more than me because at the end of the day it's a it's a learning journey for everyone no? as someone who grew up in a very conservative family which i think most of us have um at the end of the day i just want people to learn I just want people to come out of the episode and say, you know what? I learned a lot. I learned a lot from Alec. I learned a lot from L. And somehow I learned a lot from Paolo. So yeah. So so guys, uh, you know, we've been here for two hours. If you have any more questions, please answer them. Uh, not answer them, sorry, obviously, because it's a question, but yeah. ask them down below uh in the comments section. So before we we, you know go back to the topic and end the show let's go back to the comment section a bit so give me one second yeah so thank you for pointing out my girlfriend uh making those uh comments so yeah we have nick's depano again saying happy pride um uh, then let's go to andre and rocky saying yana who, who got si madam l because l has all these stories with men then you have MC Laurel Aluran saying, Oi, L and Dita Kapala. I'm blessed that L is here. Then, guys, if you want to follow Iglap, this episode will be uploaded tomorrow on Spotify. Please go follow us on this link over here. Then we have Andrian again, compliment Pero, you know, those backhanded compliments. Then Nick saying, Di Kasayang. I guess when, when I was talking about that. Then Andrea saying, go, let's go, Miss L. Then MC Larnell saying, L, kanina ka pa namin hinahanap na nita ka pa namin. What? The point is, Pao, may lakad ako today. I canceled it for you. Wow. I am so honored. Uh, thank you, L. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't understand 90% of that comment. Like, I understand L and kanina ka pa, but and Hinana, but after that, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Then um, we have Adrian saying, naman, Miss L. L, can I ask you something? You're not the one in a rush or anything to look for a relationship, right? No, um, sabi ko nga, I'm too busy for myself. Tapos, hindi naman ako nag I'm not looking for one. I'm, I'm just yeah. waiting for one. Kasi, once again, ang hirap makipag-socialize sa guys sa men. Ako, hindi talaga ako sanay makipag-socialize. Um, and, yeah, there are still a part of me that hate men. <laughs> yeah, um, I accept that because there are those men who are a bit um, douchey. Uh, I'll give me an explanation that maybe we can talk about after the episode. But once again, not all men. <laughs> Yeah, not all men. And for me, when L just says that, I just laugh it off and, and stuff like that. Because there are those who aren't good guys. Uh, then we have a comment from Trisha Jaris Basaka saying, so proud of you at the L. Then, yeah. So, you know, 
we're, we're at the end of the episode now, guys. Again, thank you for staying. I'm so happy to have both Alec and L here. And, you know, this episode may, be, may seem a bit um, all over the place, but that's the whole point of Iglap. Nothing is scripted. So here's my final question for both L and um, Alec. No? Um, for Pride 2021 and Pride 2022 and Pride 2023 and Pride until like the year 3,500 or whatever, <laughs> um, what's your message for everyone about oh. the LGBT community? <laughs> Let's start out with uh, Alec this time. Just dropping the heavy <laughs> question the last minute. Uh, oh, I was very used to that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's done pageants. I don't do it. <laughs> um, Good point. Good point. Yeah, like, you know, um, again, it's one of those things like props to people who do pageants who get given these like really deep questions that you suddenly have to answer in like <laughs> a few seconds. I'm going to be um, honest. I had, I had really... Um, controversial questions up and ready but i decided not to not to do them tonight i mean i like uh, i i you know not to answer this doesn't answer your question but uh, i just kind of want to comment like um i the reason i do what i do in terms of like not so much anymore since coming here but like the reason i would like uh you know focus on education is because i know that these things like it's it's just that people don't understand these things and i do what i have to do because unfortunately because there are far more uh cisgender heterosexual people than there are openly queer people you know it it can be quite tough for others to be like i just want to live my life man i don't want to have to answer these questions so i happily i'm like yeah no i'll answer i i like to talk so i will i will answer for those people who just want to be like let me let me live my life man uh so for pride what um uh what is my message gosh um you really put me on the spot here. Um, I mean, uh, I, I guess, really <laughs> I guess my message. Yeah, I know, but it's like condensing it down to one message. Um, I like my my message for Pride is just like I hope that uh, everyone can be like as as we go further along. I hope Pride becomes more of like a celebration of the people you love around you and like celebrating it with people rather than just being that one time where you can feel proud of yourself and feel um, feel confident about yourself. I hope that as we continue to go on, uh, it becomes less of like this one time thing and ra- like rather it is the it, it, it stops being the pinnacle of like uh, our year in our celebration of who we are and i hope that pride continues to be something that uh pride celebrations continue to be something that not only educates the community not only provides like this avenue for people to feel loved but just really becomes something that um we don't have to feel like we fight for anymore yeah, it's it's not so much a message as like a hope for the future. <laughs> no, I think that's a, this is an amazing message. Thank you so much, Alec. And I'm curious, have you been drinking sodas this whole time? Like, yes, no, I'm so sorry. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm curious because man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I finished a I finished a bottle of rum this whole episode right here. So this was uh, a whole two cans bottle of man. soda. Okay, <laughs> I think you're sober. 
I'm still sober, but yeah, but no, amazing message. Thank you so much, Alex. You know, I, I really appreciate you and I really appreciate you being here. Um, L, here's the question Do you want to go ahead or would you like me to read the comments of your friend first? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so from Carlo Lim, he says, I think complicated relationships that a lot of uh, trans people have with sexuality should be spoken about a lot more because I've noticed a lot of cis uh, LGBT yes. plus people are very oblivious to intricacies of identity identities and current culture of gatekeeping identities is really harmful and ignores history. And many who wish to be an ally to the LGBT community but whose gender identities conform to a cis male female tradition have taken into displaying their gender pronouns as a way of showing support and normalizing the practice it's a small change but opens up the scope of evolution damn carlo where were you in the last two hours and 30 minutes of this episode so i i also just want to say like for example yeah. like in convention culture here in the uh, in, in australia like that's like that's something i noticed about like the stark difference like you will have uh, for example i am very active in like uh, tabletop role playing and board games and stuff like that spaces and you go to these conventions and like it is now kind of standard uh, like when you go to PAX and stuff it is now kind of standard uh, on or not not PAX PAX has like the pin, the pronoun pins and stuff like that yeah. it really goes a long way to like normalize like you know if you see a gender non-conforming person about like you know um even if the cisgender heterosexual people do it like it makes it seem like yeah everyone's doing this and the same way that people here, like I was kind of shocked by it at first. Like everyone says partner, like even the straight people <laughs> say partner. So it's like, oh yeah, cool. Like so everyone is just partner, not like girlfriend, boyfriend. Like you don't have to gender it like that. Uh, also, I just want to comment because I just saw the comment as well. I drink water. Nick's just not now. Like, yeah, can I just say Nick's? I drink probably <laughs> eight liters or ten liters of water a day. It's just usually when I do a clap. I like to loosen up a bit. I uh, need the sugar to stay up. Kidding. No, I loosen up more a bit because I am I'm a very shy person, uh, honestly speaking. L and L cannot defend me on that, but I'm, I'm a very shy person. But yeah, how about you, L? Um, so so with you, no, L. Um, you've accomplished a lot in life. I mean, you're the first ever transgender person to be elected in office in your university. You've accomplished a lot in life. Uh, what, what's your message for, for Pride 2021 and beyond? Um, first of all, um, I'd like to commend Carlo for that. And um, it's basically my campaign, once again, during the Miss Trans Global. It's to have a continuous conversation of our existence so that we can start normalizing um, this our existence and our reality and so that people will have a different understanding on on our struggles, our experiences, and our reality. So with that, um, I'd like to remind everyone that Pride is not just a simple celebration, but Pride is a protest. And as we gather here today and celebrate Pride Month, as we end Pride, I urge everyone to continue fighting for equality, for our rights and our existence. Um, for my transgender, uh, for my trans sisters and brothers, I want you to reclaim the dignity of trans individuals that was taken away from us by the patriarchal society. It's about time that we own our narratives and stop the society from dictating what we can and we should do as individuals. 
let us continue to narrate our stories, our struggles, and our existence so that we can amplify our voices, empower other people, and raise awareness on our plight as a community. You know, guys, I am privileged enough to be with this um, people. I am privileged to um, be visible and to represent the trans community. I am privileged that I am here with you and by being invited in this platform. But I would like to remind everyone that we're not all privileged enough to be visible. And with that, I encourage everyone here who are privileged enough to be visible to use whatever platform that you have um, to use it to fight for the injustices towards our community or towards everyone, to, towards um, not limited to LGBTQ plus individual, but to any social injustices. So that time will come when being visible is already not a privilege because time will come that everyone, anyone, regardless of your soul GSE, will be heard, will be seen, and will be well represented. Well, beautiful, you know, from both Alec and L, and you know, as a cisgender person here, who I consider myself very boring. If you really get to know me, um, here's my message to everyone, no? um, especially to those in the LGBT community. You are seen, you are heard, and you are cared for. Um, those are the three things I want you guys to always remember. Times are tough, obviously. But always hope and know that things will do get better soon. Um, as someone who has lived this life with a crazy amount of privilege, I may be not the best person to say th stuff or whatever, but I'm here to tell you that you are valid and I do care about you. Because at the end of the day, you are a person and that's what's important. And you know what? um not everyone will accept you because there are those who may not know better but always know that there are people like alec l and i who are there to give you the support that is needed because you know um life is tough right life is really really tough but at the end of the day we all just need to to support each other to care for each other and to always aim for a better future so so yeah um anyway uh you know <laughs> thank you again uh to, to alec and l for being here i love that we ended pride month with this episode uh but you know l knows this and alec i just want to let you know um pride does not end for iglap just for June, you know, we do have episodes where we invite LGBT people and it's nothing to do with who they are in terms of sexual orientation or whatever. I, you know, in terms of episodes of Iglap, we've invited people who are gay, bisexual, etc. and talk about painting, talk about architecture. It doesn't matter for us. People of the LGBT community are normal people. They're regular people. They just don't they, they don't deserve just one month. They deserve a whole year to celebrate who they are, no matter who they are, no matter what profession they do or whatever. 
Um, for both Alec and Ellen, let's start with L first since you've been here seven. Kala ko last na yung isa. I'm kidding. It's just more about um. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And since you're the new one, we'll save you last. L, any plugins for our viewers? Oh my God! Actually, mejo. Wala na akong guesting kasi tapos na yung Pride Month. Wala na akong invitations. But yeah, um, kahit anong platform naman, it's really important because I really try to narrate our stories as individuals. And if you want to know more about me um, and my community, my uh, the trans individuals, you can follow me on all my socials. It's at Elaspelia, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and OnlyFans. Char, hindi wala pa akong All I can see is L will have a lot of OnlyFans followers, man. I mean, student pa ako eh. So, bawal pa ako maganya. I mean, nasa Catholic University ako kaya bawal ako maganya. But yeah, anyways, um, yeah, um, if you have any questions of, or if you just wanna talk about anything about life, you can just message me anytime. And, yeah, yun lang. Yun lang namin. Alright, how about you, Alec? The, the, the new couple. Uh, um, I mean, uh, one thing like it's not a personal plug or anything because i don't really have anything to plug uh for myself but uh, you know i have had in the past the privilege of being part of uh pftm and there are other but there are now more like trans organizations as well and there are spaces there are communities for you like you know uh there are communities for people there and yeah just like if there is uh if you are a trans person who feels like you have no one to talk to there are these spaces where other trans people uh, sort of just like talk. Uh, honestly, I haven't been active in PNFTM in a while, so I don't know like uh, whether or not they still do like, you know, you, we used to have like meetups, uh, sort of like uh, Soju 101 type deals. And uh, But I think that, uh, you know, there are these spaces that uh, definitely you could uh, go into and just find like-minded people, people to help you through stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't really uh, know anything else. Plug. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, but I don't really post about this. <laughs> um, uh, I am primarily, like I said, involved in like uh, tabletop role playing, D and D, that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, if you had, like, if you just wanted to ask me things uh, after this, like, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, it's Alekibut. It's A L E K I B U T T. So, like, for whatever reason, uh, if you wanted to ask me stuff that you weren't able to ask here, you can hit me up there. Otherwise, I really have nothing else to plug. All right, well, you know, again, thank you so much, L. Thank you again, Alec, for being here. Iglap will be back again next week, but we will have uh, TikTok star Landum Vivas here. Uh, we'll be talking about his TikTok stuff and all. That's the thing about Iglap, no? We're very, uh, we're very... Eclectic. Um, yeah, in the sense that, you know, we can do LGBT, then TikTok and whatever. But yeah, please do catch Landom next week with us. Again, happy Pride to everyone. You know, at the end of the day, Pride doesn't end in June. So thank you so much. Stay safe. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank, thank you, you so much.